and we're going. We're going. We're doing it. We're doing the podcast. I quit. I quit. You can't just quit every yeah, single fucking time. On air. That that shtick is eventually gonna get old. <laughs> to you. I, every time My you boss. do it, somebody thinks that you're serious and they message That's me. That's the like, funny part. What's going on with that? Is everything okay? Thought you guys are really That's cool. That's why friends. I do it. See, but but now Danko's convinced me to quit also. Let's yeah. in fact we're walking out. That's true. Yeah. One of these days. Eventually John and I are gonna switch sticks uh, where he's gonna quit and I'm gonna die. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. he's gonna be posting. Ooh, yeah. John 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 will pick up the stick uh, <laughs> posting memes all fucking day. Cause that's a shtick you do. <laughs> not not an indication of mental illness or anything. It's just a it's just just a funny little shtick. <laughs> I'll have you know that the algorithm's really angry at my, me right now because I only post a meme every like I don't know two days now, apart Damn. from the occasional rampage, which is very good for me actually. Yeah, the the algorithm. Go ahead, sorry. because no, no, no. the the algorithm's uh, I don't know what it thinks of me uh, because it uh, keeps uh, keeps sending me uh, giving me videos of like uh, like cop shows that try to like fucking like sanitize uh you know cop violence and fucking a bunch of like cop apologetics oh that's good actually it's really weird so i've noticed that if i am on a device that i haven't used in i don't know forever sometimes like literally just a new device if i go onto youtube and i haven't signed in it will almost <laughs> always try to show me cop shows yeah, I think that's just like the natural algorithm. Yeah, yeah. People like violence and watching the bad, the bad boys. <laughs> Here, uh, <laughs> let me grab a, a couple beers, right, uh, so I don't have to get up. I'll yeah. be right back. All right, we'll start the show late for you. No, I'm just here eating my my homemade delicious chicken shawarma. I was going to ask you what that was. It looked a little bit yeah. like uh, Taco Bell, but I didn't want to accuse you of that. No, no, I, I would. Uh, I've been there. I've been there. You've been to Taco Bell? But <laughs> I have, but no, that it's actually, so. Uh, it looks pretty good, yeah. I got pickled onions that I made on my own. It's chicken. Dude, that, fucking... the, the burger yeah. I had the other day with pickled onions is making me want to pickle some fucking onions. It's uh, crazy how easy it is, and yeah. they pickle in like an hour. Right. Yeah. So, shout out to everyone. Pickle some fucking onions. Pickle some goddamn onions. Actually, that's that's it. That's, uh, that's the entire moral of today's show, and uh, see you all next week. Actually, we're, we're going to inflate your tummy with onions. <laughs> all right. Uh, John, um, go ahead and hit that motherfucking music. All right, hello and welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon.
it is the 17th of June, 2022. This is episode 96, titled, mm. Gotta Inflate Fast. I am your host. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, uh, Michael Debs. Uh, I am joined, as always, by co-host Danko Suvin and a shawarma aficionado uh, from the Instagram handle at Dankdeluz. Um, Very good. The and, account, not the shawarma. The shawarma is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, fair um, and oh shoot, I'm muted. I am the dumbest person. Oh, what Are a you fucking Hold up from the top. <clears throat> Hello, oh, and welcome to the, the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. I don't, I don't think we have to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> it is Let's the seventeenth yeah. of June. Yeah, I know. She, yep, yep. My partner just came in to tell me I'm muted like an idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's awesome. It's the real producer around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta switch it so that when I hit the main button, it also unmutes me. Um, but you know, neither here you nor there. You try not being a fucking idiot. I just got to do a little bit more programming on this thing. Uh, it is the 17th of June, 2022. This is episode 96, titled, uh, Gotta Inflate Fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fake the laughter this time, guys. <laughs> uh, I, I already faked it once. Yeah, uh, I am your host, Michael Debs, uh, also running more controls than I probably should be allowed to run. Um, I am joined by uh, Danko Soon, co-host, uh, and... Uh, uh, purveyor of memes from uh the instagram handle at dank the also and... joined by john the producer oh, oh also he eats shawarma with pickled mm -hmm. onions mm -hmm. gotta establish that uh also joined well, by made, buddy. <laughs> also joined by john john the producer from the instagram handle uh, at discopathic bully him into making memes yeah show him pictures of Everything really. I, I'd, ha I'd have to check my social media to get bullied. That's that's fair enough. Yeah, uh, not if we is, swat you. Today is a very special day. Uh, got a couple of shout outs to do. Uh, first, mm. first and foremost, uh, today is the birthday of the the uh, producer that ran into the room to tell me I'm muted, uh, who is also my oh, partner. Okay. Um, mm. So so today is her birthday. Uh, also, a uh, friend of the show and uh, contributor to the show, uh, Jay Lateral, also known as Sweet Jay. Uh, today is her day of birth as well. So, uh, birthday ah. twinsies. Um, w wish wish uh, one of them a happy birthday because you probably have their social media account. And Not don't, either. Don't harass my They're girlfriend. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. Oh, it sounded like you were trying to say something. Since, no, uh, I'm just Dinko... I'm in ecstasy. It's so delicious. Yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> since uh, Dinko has a mouthful of uh, what's presumably shawarma, not come. Yeah. Uh, John, how how are all. you doing today? Uh, it's I mean hard to keep my food down watching Dinko eat. I know. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, just you know, good, general, gener generally, good, I guess. Chill, yeah. chill oh. vibes, chill vibes o'clock. Oh no, just like you know, like uh, not like a 
completely like self-hating vibes you know just oh, like uh well that's, that's like, pretty uh, good i guess like j- yeah. j- j- just self not liking vibes you know like that's pretty good you know that's the key to life yeah is to get away from just total self-loathing and get into like the self kind of dislike-ish yeah like uh <laughs> like uh i would take three days to return my text message feelings about myself mm. oh yeah. yeah yeah you know like that's the goal but you would text back yeah yeah you would text back yeah i um i haven't I've asked had... you how you are yet no i'm yeah, not no, answering no, that oh, okay, stupid good. question yeah, please um Go ahead. In, in the last like three days uh now in that last like week i've had Which um, is... <laughs> i've had multiple people send me a message back after i've texted them saying that literally took a month Apparently, I'm texting people back a month after they send me a message because oh. my brain is that broken and I dislike them actively. If I uh, if I took a month to text you back, it's because I dislike you. Great. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe give them some pointers. Don't like ask. if you texted me more interesting well, things, I would respond yeah. earlier. No, the the goal, the way that I'm going to teach them a lesson for being so uppity. <laughs> oh, hmm. that's an interesting is, choice of words. <laughs> yeah. Well, look it up. Uh, <laughs> but is, is then I, I take two months to text them back a uh, oh, response okay. saying, oops. Um, yeah. What's the definition of, uh, def- definition of important, arrogant. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that explains my stupid fucking friends. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear you're doing so well. Uh, by the way, how are you, you doing? Didn't ask me. Yeah, uh, oh. that was part of the joke. You didn't let me oh. finish. Take take a sorry. Sip, I dude. was I was trying to have organic conversation <laughs> on this podcast. That's not not um, what we do here. I wasn't I wasn't waiting in line. You both know that I feed you a script. Gun my and head. If we don't hit certain parts of the script, I uh, beat yeah. you savagely after after the that's show closes. Oh yeah, but that's why I ignore the script. Wow, damn! It's yeah. a it's a it's a fetish thing now. Um. Anyways, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. That's good to hear. Um. Yeah. I uh. <laughs> feeling. Like eight and a half percent more dilute than I was before. There's a reason for that, maybe. I think I'm inflating. Oh no, <laughs> that is, that is the subject of today's episode. However, oh. we have some news items that I'd like to get uh, to first. Hmm. Um, the the first one I is. I can never do uh, this, y- Y'all may remember uh, the Surfside condominium dilapse. Uh, <laughs> collapse uh last year um it it has taken until now uh for some laws to be passed uh surrounding that uh Mm -hmm. uh, specifically in in the state of florida so this isn't like uh like a federal law or anything uh about like building codes or anything like that um this is just in florida uh john if you could zoom in just a little bit so i can read that uh Maybe I just need a bigger monitor or something. I don't know. I think you need new eyes. Well, I am getting <laughs> Got old. Got him. Um, 
So lawmakers responded to the 2021 Surfside condominium collapse on Wednesday by passing a long-awaited proposal. Uh, this was actually last month that this happened, so it was like late last month. Um, but still, it took them ab about a year to to do anything about this. Um, <clears throat> on Thursday, Governor Ron DeSantis wasted no time signing into the law. Uh, lawmakers introduced a proposal Tuesday in both chambers of passing anonymously. Blah blah blah. Um, so go down a little bit more, uh, a little bit more. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, go down, keep going down. No, more. There we go. Keep, keep going. No, no. Oh, more. Come on, closer. <laughs> um, closer. so, so basically what they did is they, uh, they, they turned up the, the rate at which the, uh, milestone inspections happen. Um, it's it, instead of like 40 years, now it's going to be 30 years. And, uh, if you're within a, a certain mileage from the coast, it's 25 years, uh, and then the inspection records must be published online and shared with tenants. This is actually a misleading article because uh, I follow a couple of uh, uh, people who have been pretty uh, detailed about following this uh, this particular story uh, on the on the side of like engineering uh, sort of things. Uh, one of them is Building Integrity, and uh, he noted when he was uh, talking about this uh, particular law that. Um, it is only uh people who own the condo uh that 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 uh, that's being inspected. So if you own the condo you're living in, sure, yeah, you get the uh, the inspection report given to you. If you're renting the condo, uh you can access it, but uh you don't actually know when these these inspections are happening uh or when the report is published or anything like that. So it's kind of like a little game of uh seek a little, little bit of a goose chase sort of situation where you have to track down a report that you don't even know whether or not it exists because you, you don't often know like what the age of the building you're in is when you're renting an apartment uh, that's not like something that they like tell you uh here's, here's the thing mike you see in a free market, the thing that ends up determining, you know, who is successful is, you know, competition, right? Right. And so competing, uh, you know, building management companies, uh, competing landlords will simply publish uh, the documents saying that their building is going to kill people uh, <laughs> in, in order to, you know, build that respect and that, that right. trust. Um. So. Yeah, right. Uh because they're they're not like uh I mean they they have the financial incentive to really just kind of let things fall over and let the uh insurance companies take care of it from there. Um and then also, you know, they enrich themselves personally and if they're, you know, a company that actually owns the building goes under because their building goes under uh, maybe even literally uh, falls over and goes under, um, you know, they can always just bankrupt the company and still be personally rich themselves. A um, lot of reasons why this... Limited liability, yeah, A uh, lot of reasons why this doesn't really work. And then uh, another problem with this is... Um, so go ahead and go to the next link. Um, you know, it's it's probably a good thing that they've... Uh, increased the rate of these milestone inspections. Um, but 
uh, I think it's being forgotten, uh, especially by the, the media reporting on this, that there was an inspection of, of the building that noted severe uh, deficiencies with the building. Uh, I think it was, yeah, it was 2018 is when they inspected it and they, they had a bunch of problems with the building. Uh, it, it turns out the problems were deeper than they originally thought. But this initial report was supposed to be like the uh, the sort of catalyst for, hey, get your fucking building checked out because we think there's some problems here. Uh, and that exploratory work would have found probably the, the greater issues with the building uh, had, had they uh, reacted or responded to this inspection at all. Um, a huge part of it is, uh, you know, a lot of these luxury condominiums... Um, you know they they've got like a like a housing board sort of thing, uh, you know of, of uh, people who own condos in them, or or something like that. And uh, you know maybe they had the money initially. You know the the, the Champlain Towers, I believe, were built in the uh, early '80s. All right, so maybe they had some money back in the early '80s to buy one of these things, uh, but that doesn't mean that they necessarily have money now. And the cost of maintenance only increases with time, right? So, you know, they don't really have millions of dollars to throw around in, like, engineering investigations and, like, these these really in-depth works that need to be done in order to maintain a building. Um, there's also a fiction about uh, skyscrapers or, or uh, buildings this large in general uh, which is that, you know, they're engineered to last for a thousand years and in, in, in heavy quotation marks is what a lot uh. of people believe. Um, you know, given that uh, inspections are done on time and maintenance is done properly for those thousand years, these buildings should theoretically stand up for thousands of years. Um, th this is uh, this is a piece of engineering fiction. Uh, that's that's like so far removed from the actual case of things. Uh, and, and, you know, this isn't a building episode, but, um, you know, we could look at buildings like the, the one that we start off a lot of our episodes with the millennium tower. Uh, they, they did all the engineering calculations to say, yeah, this building will stand for, you know, however fucking long, uh, and it's already sinking into the ground way faster than their expectations. Um, so, you know, in engineers like to put things together and, you know, I'm not shitting on every engineer or saying engineers are all bad, uh, but a lot of times, uh, engineers will put things together and we have to understand that engineers are going to fail a lot of times or not be right. Or there's going to be some kind of, uh, economic constraint that keeps, you know, uh, the building from being built properly, maintained properly, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm, uh, I'm going to fact check you because I'm pretty sure that you agreed <clears throat> to a statement along the lines of uh, all engineers should be uh, shot or something like that. I there's there's a strong possibility I said yeah. that at some point. Yeah, yeah, it's A E yeah. uh, S B S. It's like a version of A cab. It's not <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, uh, the, this uh, again, you know, I'm glad that they're increasing the rate of inspections. There's a lot of problems with this though that go just beyond or way beyond uh, inspections. Um, you know. 
the the original inspection was done in 2018 on this building that showed a bunch of problems that need to be looked into uh the current uh you know these these kind of inspections and 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 the work done to to repair these these issues can't just be done by your local handyman you need a like really solid uh industrial grade contractor that has the equipment to do you know the shoring that's necessary when they need to take out supports and replace them you know all sorts of like crazy stuff that you have to do it's it's also i mean even in in the simpler version of it uh is you know you can tell your boyfriend to go to therapy yeah uh and he might uh he might go to therapy even if he's a psychopath uh but if a psychopath boyfriend goes to therapy uh, if he gets an inspection, as it were, uh, <laughs> it's his choice as to whether or not he's going to fucking do anything about it. Sure. I mean, even if you like fine him, <laughs> you know, like yeah. still kind of up to him. And chances are he might see you yelling at him when he comes home drunk after killing 12 people. Cost of doing business. And, you know? and that, that's another <laughs> problem with with this law that they passed is that, you know, <laughs> it's Florida, and it was signed uh, by Ron DeSantis. So um, mm-hmm. it's something he's agreeing to, which means that probably favors the owner in a lot of cases. Um, says, yeah, you got to do the inspection more often, but th- what does it really do to hold the owner accountable for following and, up on these uh, these issues? Unless that owner is Disney World. Yeah, and and it's only under... Have we covered that here? Uh, no. Well, it's we so kind of we kind of did we kind of so did, uh, but but it was like a brief sort of aside where we said it's kind of funny of that Florida they... is going to lose so much fucking money over that. It's hilarious. It's so good. Well, I mean, it's, you it's know, the funniest th- fucking th- thing in the a world. Longer conversation we could have about the state yes. of Florida in general, um, or yeah, even just their interactions with Disney. We could spend three episodes on that. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, so so what's hilarious is that um, Florida is one of the few states that's like, and and they're doing it for all the wrong reasons, and they're doing it in the wrong way, really. Uh, but they're, but they're really the only like state in in America that's like fighting back against some corporate power in a real way, but only because they're mad about. Well, I mean, it's not that they're actually mad; they're just trying to make a culture issue out of disney including you know lgbtq uh community members right um so they're they're doing it for the wrong reasons and they're gonna bankrupt themselves because of it uh but you know also i don't think desantis cares if he bankrupts his state because the the, of course not the entire project Mm. of the the conservative uh branch of politics is is, is to bankrupt it, everything you can apart state, from private and then, industry and, yeah and then private yeah. industry takes over but no never mind i lost it uh <laughs> anyway um uh, so yeah so obviously this law has a lot of flaws with it um it's it's not going to do very much to actually fix the fix the issues that led to this tower collapse. Another point I wanted to make, and this is something that I'm writing about, and Eric, if you're listening, I love you, and I will uh, I will eventually send you some of the writing over soon. 
Um, I've told him to contact you every day for days, man, for multiple days, at he, least two. He's being very kind to me then. Uh, right, writing that I owe him as of like no, six I told months you ago. to contact him. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. I'm calling you out in front of Eric, <laughs> who watches everything we do, by yeah. the way. He told me, he said, he said, you know, not only do I watch your podcast every time, but those those funny little flashes of light you see when you're walking around your house, those aren't spikes in your blood pressure. Those aren't little phosphenes caused by some kind of neurological deficiency caused by your drinking. Those are the camera lenses sitting in your trim and your uh, man your he lights. has seen some things um he has he told me but uh one of one of the things that i'm i'm writing about includes this section on how uh building code is developed and a lot of people think that the building that they're in whether it be you know one story high or or uh, 70 stories high uh, they think that there's some kind of like unified code that tells, uh, you know, the builders how to make it uh, so that it'll stand under, you know, what the appropriate conditions or anything like that. But no, um, a lot of times and, and this is especially more uh, prevalent in buildings like the Champlain Towers or uh, even uh, the Twin Towers when they were still standing. A lot of this shit is just pure theory to begin with yeah um and and the the way that code is eventually developed out of them um think about uh uh shoot what was the uh the tower in uh, britain that caught on fire the green uh, grenfell grenfell yeah grenfell tower uh it it takes a disaster like that it takes a disaster like this for building code to be updated uh to include what is essentially just the spe specific conditions that this building suffered from um yeah I, these these buildings yeah. that are like super tall constructs especially it's all just kind of uh engineering guesswork i mean they, they've got some solid principles that they're working with of course but they're working at a scale that isn't really common and you know, each it's not like we're all building the same skyscraper, right? All these skyscrapers have to have some kind of unique shape or angle in it, right? Um, and and a lot of that is all just bullshit. And you know, you can do the engineering calcs, but the engineering calcs are only capturing what you know, and they're not capturing things like uh, whether or not the soil will actually support your building uh, for the right amount of time, or whether or not the maintenance is done correctly. Um, and, and we're talking about like, and, and another problem is, you know, like the, the maintenance becomes so highly specialized in this where, again, you can't just hire, and this is not saying anything bad against, you know, your average, uh, uh, handyman or anything like that, but you need a team of like dedicated engineers, real no shit engineers, keeping these building up buildings up sometimes. And the, the budget just isn't fucking there. Um, yeah. And not to mention, so there, because so there, there are codes. There's building codes. There's electrical codes, and then what is allowed outside of all these rules of us looking back? Like I think for the electrical code, it's like, uh, like two hundred and twelve years old now. Yeah, is looking at all the fuck ups of uh of basically engineers, but still the only people that are allowed to uh uh design things outside of the like electrical code the national electrical code for example 
the only people who are allowed to uh, design things outside of uh, the uh, parameters of that are engineers, the people who fucked up everything right. for the last like fucking 200 years. Yeah. And they're so still- in, in like bio labs, <clears throat> two types of, 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 of organism are really common to use in order to do experiments, especially around phenotypes and genetics, right? Uh, these are E. coli bacteria and fruit flies, right? And the reason that they're so commonly used is because they have extremely quick turnover in generations, right? They they breed really quickly. The old generation dies off. A new one comes in over and over and over again. Yeast is another example. Uh, and that is how they evolve and adjust in order to fill certain niches and parameters is that they have new iterations which occur very, very quickly in succession. Uh, when you have a method of determining whether or not something is broken or not, like genetics is, uh, and your way of uh, making these determinations relies on a cycle of 25 to 40 fucking years, uh, you're not going to adapt anything quickly enough or fix anything quickly enough to stop horrible shit from happening. Yep. Um, so, and, you know, and that's, that's uh, kind of my final point on this is, um, you know, we, we can institute new laws and new building codes and stuff like that. Um, uh, again, going back to the piece that I, that I've been working on, uh, nine 11 brought about a bunch of new, uh, building codes, um, because there's, there's a pretty strong possibility that we're, uh, some of the corridors a bit wider, uh, were some, some reinforcements made here and there were some different materials used that a lot more lives, uh, could have been saved that day. Uh, that's all well and good that we now have these new building codes, but how do you apply a wider corridor retroactively to an older building where you can't extend the corridor anymore because it's just the building is already there, right? <laughs> you, know, you, yeah. you can't make the corridor wider uh, in a brick building uh, without breaking the bricks now and like you have to build more out to the side. You can't do that. Uh, so. So you grandfather in all these old buildings that are essentially just the same dangerous death traps they've always been, uh, but but now they're legally grandfathered in. Oh yeah, I have like, uh, a... I, it, it, so uh, was this building built in the eighties? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was built in like nineteen eighty-seven or something yeah. like that. So another thing that people don't realize is that there there aren't a whole lot of uh, uh, federal like like. Uh, like a uh, federal regulations on these things like there 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 are federal rule books that are adopted yep. by states and localities if they want to technically and in the 80s at least here in Texas from what i understand Texas just like didn't put any money into any fucking state uh building or electrical inspectors so like buildings that were built in the 80s are just a crapshoot of whether or not or houses and buildings in Texas that are just uh, that were built in the 80s are just a crapshoot whether or not it's a fire trap or it's going to fall down one day. It or or maybe you had a uh, uh, a building developer that cared about human life. Yeah, and this also you know coincides with the. Uh... 
you know, the tail end of the boomer generation and the beginning of Gen X and that need for a lot of housing uh, that kind of arises and people being economically empowered enough to be able to actually buy housing. Um, and so you get, you know, this is where like the, the concept of the suburbs really kind of explodes. And so you get all these really cheaply made houses, you know, trying, trying to maximize those profit margins as much as they can and th thereby also cutting a, a lot of corners in, in what they're doing and what they're pr producing um which isn't to say that we should stop building housing but there needs to be like a, a quality baseline for for the housing we create yeah it's so a a good idea for um for renters who listen to us, which is probably 90% of the people who listen to us. Uh, it's also me. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, is uh, this... So... Kill your... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, kill your landlord. Yeah. Um, but uh, so it's suggested, generally speaking, that you have a house inspection once every like five years. Right. Like in order to do reasonable maintenance in order to keep it alive. Uh, most people don't fucking do that. Of course. Not. Uh, yeah. Um, but here's a here's an anecdote. Someone who I who I know uh, in my family, I won't say who, because uh, I don't want the feds to come kill them for their heroin <laughs> dealing business. Uh, no, they um, they added a kitchen and a bathroom to their house. Um, and didn't have it, you know, they, they didn't get any permits for it. Right. Uh, and this was, I think like 27 years ago, right. This is a location. This is a, this is a home that could very easily be used for renters. Right. And probably one day, uh, when they're dead or whatnot, be used for renters again. Right. And um, while I may trust that they were able to build unpermitted uh, uh, bathrooms and kitchens and things like that, the fact that they're able to do that and just never have any of it inspected and perhaps have it, uh, I don't know, have some kind of horrifying issue with like a water heater or plumbing or black mold or any one of the terrifying things that could happen, adding fucking rooms to your uh, house. Uh, and then rent it out to people without having any kind of like reasonable inspection done should fucking freak you out a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so uh, <clears throat> I'm a huge fan of uh, do it yourself projects, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but you should not be able to do it yourself project and then uh, rent it out to somebody um, or sell it to somebody uh, in, in that regard, which is why I have a huge problem with house flippers. Uh, who yeah, create... if you ever see your landlord with a hammer, <laughs> just walk away. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I've not met a single landlord who uh, knows how to do anything that is a trade. No. I've never met a single landlord they're, with a trade. They're, they're, they, they're, they can they're, all they're... talk exactly like a quarter of a room and then give up. <laughs> oh, like they, oh, can they can all they, paint over doorknobs. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they cannot. So, sometimes uh, they're they're pretty good at paintings. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have to do that once a year in order to uh, <laughs> not give the security deposit back to their, uh, their renter. Yeah. 
Pretty I had much. to paint the whole fucking place. It cost me three grand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to our main topic of the night, which uh, uh, thirty minutes in is, and I mean that's that's actually pretty good time for us. Normally we've uh, yeah. like bullshat about a movie for for yeah. 40, well, 40 especially minutes. when buildings get brought up. This is pretty impressive. Uh, By the way, you know, every every episode a, of Ben's Rehab Dungeon is a building episode. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, yeah. two of us are construction workers or tradesmen, right. and yay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> not not gonna say who's who yeah. and uh who, yeah, who's yeah things are a little more complicated that, that would be a funny it, meme a venn diagram it, of all of us <laughs> it's 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 both of us it's like if uh it's like if the village people had two construction workers and they were both 69ing Ooh, that's yeah, nice. yeah. two construction one. workers and one cop <laughs> <laughs> Guess who the cop is? It's the white guy. Um, yeah, I'm also the Indian. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Which one, though? I got feathers and a bindi. Wow, <laughs> that's so. Ra- I was actually going to say yeah. feather or dot, but you you are the the racist one, actually. Dot is more racist than bindi. Yeah, I know. But... I'm using the word. You're you're being <laughs> racist. <about it. laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm the racist, I guess. Um even though you refer to my people as feathers. <laughs> and Indian. <laughs> yeah, and Indian. Um, so this is a a, a definition I pulled from a vest investopedia. Um and, and I know that you've got a, a definition that you would like to give uh, no, that's fine. I don't I don't even care anymore. But uh, I, I would like to get through this, and then and then I have an instructional video on what inflation is. Um, so, uh, what is inflation by Investopedia? Um, uh, well, it's by uh, Jason Fernando, reviewed by Michael J. Boyle, and fact-checked by Pete Rathburn. I don't know who any Damn. of these people are, but Investopedia has really got its, like, Wikipedia uh, citations, like, on lock right now. Um Inflation is the decline of purchasing power of a given currency over time. A quantitative estimate of the rate at which the decline in purchasing power occurs can be reflected in the cr- increase of an average price level of a basket of selected goods and services in an economy over some period of time. Rise in prices, which is often expressed as a percentage, means that a unit of currency effectively buys less than it did in prior periods. Inflation can be contrasted with deflation, which occurs when the purchasing power of money increases and prices decline. Um, and then I have an instructional video on uh, on on what inflation is. Uh, so, John, if you could please click on that. Uh-oh. Good. Weird Good. that... Weird that it's making you sign in. Yeah, that's super weird because uh, I'm uh, actually, you know what? I know what I'll do. I will try this. Yeah, do you want to go to a non-incognito window? Yeah, let's see what happens if I do this. Why are you in incognito mode? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in incognito mode, am I? I don't know. I thought you were. Never mind. Don't worry. No, about it's just it. it's just dark. Yeah. It's just in dark mode. John, John comes straight from watching furry porn to, to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even bother like, turning off the browser. 
I like the definition that you you picked uh, in the sense that it has the problem that dictionary definitions have versus like encyclopedia. Uh, no, we, we can't hmm. see what you're watching. Where? Sorry, sorry. Aha. Oh, we'll pause, do everything. pause it or something. <laughs> there we go. Where it doesn't actually tell you anything ab about it uh, at all, minus like money no no be good anymore. It be it be worse than before. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's uh, it's a very basic definition, and I figured that would uh, trigger you into wanting to explain it more. Actually, uh -huh. um, yeah, I think you just have to. Why sign are we? In. Uh, Weren't you just playing it before? What's happening yeah, here? Yeah, but he yeah. was playing it on a different screen that isn't showing up. Yeah, it, 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 it logged me out of uh, Benzo Rehab's uh, YouTube. Which I thought I definitely had uh, saved on here because... Yeah. It does seem like you, uh, you, you do have it saved on there. Yeah. Just all right. Look, I gotta admit to something here. What this isn't a, a video that really explains inflation. It's it's a fetish video of Twilight Sparkle from My Little Pony, uh, being inflated until she pops. I don't know why it has an age restriction on it, because it's it's not like it doesn't have anything grotesque really she just keeps blowing up like a balloon until she gets too fat and then pops Dorian you're you're muted yeah I know it's it's probably good based on what I said all right um well that uh that hasn't worked out I guess and we'll just move along um Again, the video was just Twilight Sparkle from My Little Pony being inflated until she pops. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, under the context of, of my uh, informative video, uh, would you like to explain what inflation actually is? Dorko. So... <laughs> Uh, I named myself Dorco for this episode. I don't know if anyone can see it. I'm very funny and nah, clever. It's, it's cropped out, sorry. Yeah. Throw a tantrum about okay. it. So um we're all pretty aware that inflation, what it fundamentally means in the dictionary sense, is that you're that that money is worth less in comparison to commodities. Uh but what's generally actually happening with inflation, the the way that something like that occurs is that there is a relationship. <laughs> fundamentally what it means is that there are there's more money in the market than there are things to buy or yes. things that are being bought yeah right yeah. uh so so the way that a market tests whether or not something can be bought is whether or not it is being bought right uh it, because these are all based on you know everything's trying to balance itself out and so the way that this system ends up or this 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 reaction ends up occurring is that when 
when you end up having a whole lot of money flow into a system be because a lot of money is printed or uh, because a lot of people are given a lot of money uh, through something like a mass wage increase or uh, something like um, uh, everyone getting $1,600 um, or $12,000, but in 1400 and uh, 600 bucks. Uh, but anyway, so what ends up happening with that is that suddenly they are able to buy. Right. right? Uh, and, and so it's, it's, it's not just that more money has been pumped into the system, but what, what ends up occurring after that ends up causing real issues. So, it, it makes sense how putting a lot of a lot more dollar bills in the economy causes inflation because suddenly everything's diluted. Right. Uh, every there are more dollars. And so each one is worth a little bit less because the full market cap it, it stays the same. Right. I was going to say a, g- a good way to think of it is think of the entire U.S. economy as a pie. Right. And if you yeah. give out more slices of the pie, you're getting less pie per which means that you're going to get less full off that pie. You won't inflate uh, yourself as much. Oh, we can finally watch the video. Um, but we'll hold off but, on that but, for now. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, but but the the real issue here, apart from you know, just like your your buying power ends up decreasing, which of course. If that's all it were, then simply your buying power would decrease and they would adjust the price of goods so that you could buy them in the sure. same amount as before and everything would end up stabilizing. It would reach a lambda, right? But instead, what ends up generally occurring, at least when it gets sufficiently extreme, is that suddenly everyone has a lot of money uh, in order to spend on goods. And so uh, they need to increase supply in order to reach that because demand is increased because because the amount of money that's available in the system is increased. And so when people end up uh, buying up all this, they ramp up production. They end up ramping up uh, logistics. They, they ramp up everything that's necessary in order to make it so that you can buy more of the stuff because that's what leads to more money for them. Unless. What, <laughs> well, not even an unless, uh, but, but if, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess it is a, yeah, there, there's an if in there. So if if the money printing stops, right, or if the allowance uh, given to people stops, or if there's there are job losses, or anything causes this steady increase to stall out, uh, then what ends up occurring is uh, the market necessarily, it, in the most optimistic sense, it production slows down with uh with demand right so if everyone's a fucking genius uh just a a total money genius and they have a fucking wizard crystal ball and can tell what the future is going to bring then they slow down production and then everything ends up kind of evening out that's not how economies work so instead what what ends up happening is production ends up outpacing the actual financial ability of everyone around, uh, which is where things like you know loans and stuff end up coming in the Federal Reserve, but we won't get necessarily get in that. But but that then means that suddenly um, companies are making losses, 
because they're spending so much on production. They're spending so much on all these things and they need to draw back. And this then ends up affecting the supply of money elsewhere in the system. Uh, and it essentially it leads to a, uh, like a recession or, you know, if, if financial institutions are included and, and this ends up affecting solvency and things like that, a depression. Um, and, yeah. So, so ultimately that's what ends up really causing all this stuff to cascade. And that's how you end up reaching something closer to hyperinflation. But so that's kind of the trajectory of all these things. Generally things balance out a little bit more. And so inflation ends up increasing a lot and then, you know, production things like that balance. And it's always like hurtful and nasty, but it kind of works out a little bit, but this, that, that kind of cascading system is one of the reasons, apart from the fact that you can't just remove money from a system entirely that causes inflation to just increase over time. That's why it's very hard to say like, Hey, uh, so uh, you could buy a house for five cents in 1805. And now you have to spend $80,000 uh, well, eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I was thinking of a tiny home, uh, but um, even though it does sometimes happen, like you, you know, hyperinflation of like the the German mark, the Deutsche Mark, or something, uh, which then ends up anyway. <sighs> you want to watch a video now? No. Okay, good. Let's close that out, John. Sorry. Sorry no, me. let's watch it. Let's watch oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. No. All right. Don't put all the effort in. Yeah. But my really quick definition, just to just to sort it out <laughs> in the end, is just that it, in, inflation is where there's more money in a system than can sufficiently be used to buy commodities. Yes. More money, less commodity. John, go ahead. Twilight Sparkle is looking Aha. at growth spells. We'll do everything by the book. Oh, I'll expand your mind. <laughs> Ooh, that glowing. It's a her, right? Is it she? Oh. I fucking no. <laughs> Don't misgender the pony. Now her abdomen is uh, to the point that her legs have been in display. She got a dick boot. Oh, this is kind of like what inflation is like. Um, <laughs> oh no. Oh no. awkward erection that i've been that i've never been more ashamed of yeah you have good. the most awkward inflation yeah yeah uh, close that window go back to the rest of the links <laughs> click on everything there yeah. open up a new tab for each of these links <laughs> <laughs>
So don't just minimize it. Close it. We don't want you coming back to this. Uh, hold your fucking horses. Um, I've, I've got a link that you need to go to. Better there we now. Go. <laughs> better. Yeah, much better okay. actually. Now that okay, you're not I'm making glad. us watch that weird inflation stuff anymore. Oh yeah, it, it's my fault. Because you put all the links together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. He does yeah. do that. Some benzo yeah. rehab lore there. John puts all the links together. He does all the stuff. And yeah, he's I mean, a fault. Yeah, I, I, I've secretly uh, been the uh, the uh, uh, brainchild of the show the entire time, actually. Yeah, that's true. Including including the year that I wasn't here. Well, now that we've talked about brain children, let's talk about Roth's children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the Federal Reserve a little bit. Um, but you said you didn't want to get into uh, in your explanation, but I kind of do want to get into a little bit. Uh, so this I mean, article is uh, is an opinion piece by a guy named Clive Crook, which is an app name for, for what he's uh, for what he's advocating for. Um the the title of this article uh it, it it got changed um sort of so it had like that soft change where like when you look this up it doesn't say the article's name quite quite as much as it used to uh you know it says something like money is tricky instead of what the uh, the the title of the article actually is which is have a little oh, sympathy little for the Federal Reserve uh and then the sub uh, subtext there is monetary policy is unavoidably complex, and anyone who says otherwise is not to be trusted. Um, I'm going to immediately say uh, uh, it's otherwise. It's it's actually not that complex, and uh, a lot of times, why it's complex is all these arbitrary rules and uh, uh, methods of handling money that are incredibly financialized for no reason. I mean, you're you got a disagreeing look on your face, but would, would you... uh, I mean, it's not it's not quantum mechanics complex. It's not quantum it's mechanics not... complex, but my point like... is that monetary policy a lot of times is rooted heavily in financial schemes of borrowing against the future and other things that we don't actually necessarily need to do to make an economy function. No, I mean yeah. that's that's largely well, true. Um, like, uh, but the go on, John. Well, like, uh, like as I understand it, the Fed uh, or the Reserve or whatever fucking they call themselves, uh, they like they adjust they adjust inflation, trying to uh, encourage and I guess technically restrict uh, gamblers, basically. Uh, or what's the word? Uh, speculators. That's 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 a sliver. That's a sliver of it. It's... I know it's a sliver of it, but like, like it, that that doesn't seem right. I I mean the the, the Federal Reserve maintains uh, it, essentially. So it, it sets interest rates mostly indirectly, which ends up affecting something like inflation. Uh, it prints money it, it 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 preserves like depository institution liquidity so like whether or not your bank is going to be able to like pay you um it it 
like it sets reserve requirements, which is one of the ways that we're able to fund much of the government, at least. Uh, I mean, it itself is a speculating industry, so I, I wouldn't even necessarily say that it, it's there to discourage speculation. It just controls it to some degree. It, it itself has like a uh, so all banks end up having like a 6% reserve requirement or something. So like 6% of the money needs to be held inside of the federal reserve, literally or otherwise. Uh, and then they're paid back 6% per annum, right? Uh, anyone holding stock in it uh, is, is paid back that 6%, which, you know, that stock can't be bought or sold or anything like that. So it's, it's kind of different, but but it itself, because of the way that it performs speculative maneuvers, which is maybe one of the spooky things about it, but also one of the only reasons that we're able to afford things like, you know, roads or have like a treasury is that it ends up making, I think in like 2008, it was something like 30 to 35% return on top of that. And so, you know, it's speculating and then producing like a 40% profit. So I don't know, like the Federal Reserve does a huge amount of stuff and it's all actually like extraordinarily complex, well, the, uh, but then why do all of our roads suck? <laughs> like, because like, like, because, like, because like, 250 like, billion still isn't enough to keep our roads up. And yeah. because we have people in our government that are refusing to, to use that money on something that isn't bombs. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, so, yeah, like, because, like, uh, that sounds great, like, fucking 30 yeah. or 40% returns or whatever, fucking, but, like, the roads suck, and yeah. uh, I, guess, I guess the bombs are good. At least we got the <laughs> right. good bombs. So, yeah. Yeah, but, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even necessarily saying that I think the Federal Reserve, in my mind, is complicated. Uh, and, and not in the way that I just keep on saying that it's complicated in the sense that it's not simple, but it, it's complicated in the sense that it is part of an overarching system that is, of course, extremely unethical, unethical and cruel and fucked up and broken. But right. So that's more of what like I'm getting at is that. But but before we instantiated the Federal Reserve, we had things like, you know, recessions if not depressions every two to three years and then like a copper boom or an attempted manipulation of a copper boom ended up causing the full collapse of our banking system uh, which of course the same kind of thing happened in 2008 but it happens with a lot less frequency than it used to before we ended up instantiating something like this so just the, the only reason i'm going off on this whole tirade about it is that i i <sighs> You've heard me say a whole lot of like, you know, inflammatory, nasty, uh, resentful things about the financial system. And I, I stand by all of them. I think the financial system is broken and cruel and, and, and fucked. But getting pissed about the Federal Reserve is and and and, and doing it in a way that and I'm not necessarily accusing you of this, but, but it, it kind of sets me off when people do. But getting pissed off about the Federal Reserve and then kind of blaming it as the bugbear and then reducing what it ends up doing um, instead of like really looking at some finer details about it and why it's fucked is like saying, Oh my God, fossil fuels are so fucked. Why are the seatbelt companies doing this to us? Sure. No, no, no. I, I get that point for, for sure. Um, okay. Yeah. Mostly what I was alluding to is that uh, a lot of what the federal reserve is 
in support of a system that's corrupt and brutal and and callous towards you know actual human life and a lot of what it does is is basically just making the money shuffle game happen uh so that you know the economy works but also you know sustains the system more yeah. or less, right i mean i will say from an accelerationist standpoint like if you want to shut down the auto market we should get rid of seed bolts uh you know like like that would be that'd be a good way to get rid of cars eventually is make them as unsafe as possible um um but so yeah regardless of uh how you feel about the federal reserve uh jerome powell is a real piece of work um and this this article was written basically in defense of him uh and and again, yes, the Federal Reserve does important things, but it's also important to criticize the people at the helm of the institution uh, who are running it in a certain way that is uh, yeah. uh, necessarily oppressive towards people. That, that is one thing that I'll say, which is one of the in, insoluble issues about the Federal Reserve, which is one of the, the critiques that that people both informed and uninformed get right. But then it, it becomes, like I say, kind of insolvable, which is that the Federal Reserve is is maintained by uh, by appointed individuals uh, that we don't have a whole lot of information on who only get appointed once every couple of years and then maintain their office for 14, I think it is. Yeah, uh, and like it's that. like it's it's a it's a it's a group that is is in orders of magnitude smaller than Congress. Like, I think it's like it's less than a dozen people. I forget how many I think mm -hmm. uh, if I'm remembering right. Um, and, and, and so really like in the ways that the Supreme court is unjust and fucked up and stupid with its lifetime appointments, uh, of people that we can see and know all the details about the federal reserve is, is led by people who are, are bullshit, uh, as well. And, and, and ultimately, you know, not really, you know, if you keep a job for 14 years, you're going to be fine no matter where you go. But, well, but they, the, they, they also but the reason agenda. for that. Uh, right, right, right. But and 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 the the reason that I say that it's almost insolvable, if not insolvable, is that when they first ended up creating the Federal Reserve, the reason that they did it that way was simply because the fact that they wanted to make it something of like a non-political institution, but which is the same excuse that they use for the Supreme Court, right? Yeah. But the problem is, is that, you know, when you end up developing like a series of like it, it literally regional regional corporations, m many of which, especially especially like the ones in Missouri or uh, are literally predicated upon some kind of pre-existing politics and like deal making, um, you have people that are you know making a lot of these choices of their own self-interest which there, there's no if such you're, thing if as you're a neoliberal institution um yeah if you're a neoliberal then this is great because the fact that it ends up bringing in a 40 percent return uh and like it is supposed to be selfish and so it works selfishly and and like like i said in terms of keeping the economy afloat usually it works it fucks up a lot like anything does but you know well, and the it's reason fixed. it fucks up is because you get somebody like Jerome Powell in charge of it, and their clear agenda item is to enrich the people who are already rich. Yeah. Yeah. And so they they navigate and command the ship of the Federal Reserve in such a way that it crushes, you know, the, the uh, everyday worker of America and enriches yeah. uh, the, the powerful who are already richer than God himself. 
uh this is what happened in 2008 uh with with the you know the, the collapse then um then the chairman of the federal reserve was it greenspan back i think it was greenspan wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i mean you, you know he he's the one advising obama to uh not give the money to people directly uh in order to make their housing payments but uh make the payments to the uh the lenders themselves and they'll just forgive all the debt and then why would they they don't have any uh reason to do that uh they they take the money and then they say to to the person who's you know trying to pay off their mortgage oh you still owe me and the person paying their mortgage is like what the fuck you just got like bailed out for for all the bad deals that you made for you know the last 10 20 years um uh which have put us all in this situation and I don't have a job anymore because of all these bad, you know, economic right. deals that you've been making. Um, so there's, there's a, a lot of reason to criticize the federal reserve, which I do understand yes. exists for a reason, but the criticism of it is more in how it actually operates versus why it was created. Right. Um, so go ahead and go to the next link, John. Uh, so, Go ahead and uh, zoom in on this a little bit. <laughs> nice. Uh, the the headline, if if you want to go up to the headline real quick, and then uh, I'll read that. So, uh, U.S. Federal Reserve says its goal is to get wages down. Uh, that seems like an inflammatory uh, headline, but it's not. Mm. Uh, go ahead and go down to the highlighted portion. Jesus fucking Christ. Um. So. According to a transcript of the presser published by the Wall Street Journal, Powell blamed uh, Jer- Jerome Powell, uh, chairman of the, the Federal Reserve, uh, blamed the, the, this inflation crisis, which is global, uh, not on the proxy war in Ukraine and Western sanctions on Russia, but rather on U.S. workers supposedly making too much money. Uh, this is a quote of his. Employers are having difficulties filling job openings and wages are rising at the fastest pace in many years, Powell complained. The Fed's proposed solution, bring down wages. There are a lot more job vacancies than there are unemployed people in the United States as the economy recovers from the COVID-19 pandemic. Powell claimed this discrepancy between job vacancies and unemployment is due to high wages, which discourage workers from taking bad, low-paying jobs with few benefits and therefore give them too much power. Uh, This is another quote from him. Wages are running high, the highest they've been in quite some time, the Fed chairman lamented. Um, go ahead and go down another quote of him. So uh, re- really, really quickly before you move on to that, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say something bad about the federal reserve, uh, which is that they are, they're short sighted by virtue of what's called the dual mandate on top of just being, you know, part of a capitalist system run by capitalists. Uh, but the dual mandate is essentially that they their their job explicitly is to do two things. It is to uh, to decrease unemployment and to essentially stabilize prices. Right. Uh, and so the stabilizing prices thing we've already kind of covered, uh, even though that's complicated and links into the first one. But uh, if your only job is to make sure that everyone has a job. <laughs> um, or if that's 50% of your job, yeah. then saying everyone's allowed to be a slave could fit in with the mandate. Well, yeah, and, and this ties in kind of directly to this next quote from Powell. Uh, There's a path by which we should be able to have demand m- or yeah, to have demand moderate in the labor market and have therefore vacancies come down without unemployment going up. 
because vacancies are at such an extraordinarily high level. There are 1.9 vacancies for every unemployed person. Uh, 11.5 million vacancies, 6 million unemployed people. Um, so basically, Pal wants you to work two jobs, uh, is, is how that math works out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, 1.9, well, it's, it, almost two, almost two jobs yeah. for every unemployed well, person. You remember, so when when Obama was president, which was uh, 3,000 years ago, yeah. I think, three, if my math is correct. years and like 500 gray hairs in my beard ago. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, there was this whole thing that the real like neolibs were were pretending wasn't real, uh, which was really hard to ignore, which was that um, despite a lot of these changes around like, so so Obamacare, right? The, the, the passing of the ACA, things like that. Uh, making mandates on businesses that if someone works full-time there, they have to have health insurance, right? Ended up leading uh unjustly but but kind of necessarily because again we live in a broken capitalist system to uh most people just working part-time yep maybe not most people but most people in my experience right uh because i yeah and and having to work like two or three part-time jobs in order to get enough hours right Right, right. Where everyone's working 60 hours instead of 40 because they're now working two 30 hour jobs. It's a fucking nightmare. It's bad. Or working four 15 hour jobs, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but it did allow companies to go ahead and uh, hire more people, ironically, which then ended up leading to his rates uh, for um, like the, the employment rate was a lot higher uh at that moment but only because of the fact that so many people had so many more people had jobs they were just working multiple part-time jobs right. or one part-time job right so it, in fact like if you really looked at the amount of money that people were making off of their employment far lower like not not helping them nearly as much but technically it was better for employment very, very technically better for employment. <laughs> right. But that's that's how it showed yeah. up. That's how it yeah. showed up on these graphs, which is infuriating and being kind of a nightmare, but uh, but it kind of worked. Anyway, so well, yeah, and, another and, Obama you know, nightmare. This, everyone looks back on him like he was magical. Well, not everyone. No, no. And, and I think you know, it's important to point these things out because, you know, um, we have Biden now and uh, people are now oh, having... God, the... I forgot we had Biden now. It's so fun. It's so easy to forget sometimes, actually. Like, I love that guy. Which is weird. Um, yeah. I guess well, because, because we're always, last, I'm at brunch so often. Yeah. You know? Our last president was such a like uh, unceasing nightmare of uh, like, like, like you were a part of his uh, uh, stream of consciousness shit post, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, whereas now we just have Trump, like Trump. What's that? Sorry. D- Trump has affected the way that I speak and think. <laughs> oh, without well, doubt. To yeah. degree that is is it makes it keeps me up at night like my my thinking and communication skills since trump took over have have deflated so nightmarishly you say they're bad now i would say Wrong. it's well many people are saying yeah many, many people are saying my brain is shit sad <laughs> <laughs> like i'm fucked but I'm not calling anyone Jack. 
I mean, I do sometimes. You know? Like, I mean, when I'm making fun of Biden, I call yeah, people right. Jack. Yeah, sure. Um, um I. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, uh, it's important to point out uh, the, the failings of the Biden administration, which are, which are really, really severe and mm-hmm. ultimately lead to the nightmare of Trump. And now we have basically Obama administration 2.0, where they like kind of learned a lesson or two, but not in a way that's going to make them change in a way that's going to make them say, sorry, we fucked up last time. We won't do it again promise yep. promise real heart pinky promise um and, and yeah and yeah you know like you know th- this is something I, i've said before on on the podcast i'm sure but i say in conversation a lot is that uh things were not good during the the obama era and so when people were talking no. about like biden is going to be a return to the obama era I was like you got to understand why that it doesn't motivate fucking anybody you know hey yeah. jack we're going to get back to the days of AIG. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get back to the days I mean, of really working push, for but... uh, part-time jobs where you've only got like, well, I mean, none of them are like back-to-back or anything like that. You've got like a hour and a half like that you have to like kind of wait between yeah. jobs where you can't do anything fulfilling in your life and you're just kind of in a stasis mode before between going from like one job that's not paying you enough to another job that's not paying you enough and you don't get any health care out of it but it's okay because you can pay too much money for health care through obamacare we got it all locked up nice and neat um <laughs> Yeah, the, the the Obama era was a nightmare for a lot of people and uh it was bad. the Trump it was a bad era, time. The the Trump era was just like a mental nightmare on top of the regular nightmare well, that we were already having. Um Yeah. You know, weird. If I think about it, twenty sixteen until twenty twenty were some of the best years of my life. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just I was just always panicked about politics. <laughs> and very poor, but I yeah. th- that was true pretty much my entire life. So what I don't know, we should think about this. Uh, is this a pro Trump podcast now? Nope. MAGA guys. Nope. MAGA. Nope. Make them nope. make make them <laughs> nope. make America make the Fed great again. <laughs> um, I know my audience. Uh. So uh uh Powell continues. Uh by moderating demand, we could see vacancies come down and as a result and they could come down fairly significantly and I think put supply and demand at least closer together than they are. And that would give us a chance to have lower to get inflations, to get wages down and then get inflation down without having to slow the economy and have a recession and have unemployment rise materially. So there's a path to that, he said. That's just a direct quote of him. uh, Just brain shitting. uh, Fuck the poor. Make them work more. Don't pay them as much. That'll make everything work out better. Somehow. Doesn't really explain how that actually makes anything better. Um, except for it'll make the economy go faster or something. I don't know. You know, so, some, well. He's, he's both not wrong, but also wrong. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely. So, so in one sense, absolutely he's wrong in the sense that this, this is just another one of those weird contradictions that Marxists always talk about. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, like we need to we need to make sure that people's buying power is is still reasonable by making sure they don't have any money in their wallets um but uh, but there's there's i mean if if you're looking at the general math and reasoning from before uh then in order to stop inflation you do need to cut people off at the knee and make sure that they stay poor so that you can maybe increase their wages uh, slowly over time. Well, you see, I mean, the, the one, but but the, one of the real issues here is, is that um, we don't have a command economy, right? Like yeah. we, we don't we don't have the central government uh, de- deciding like whether or not we're going to make Cool Ranch Doritos today or not. Right. Like so. So we we instead have this market economy, which for all of the benefits that capitalists bring up to you all the time is actually a fucking nightmare because it's constantly stabbing itself in the back because it's full of these contradictions again. Uh, And and so if you had complete control over the economy, right, then like if you had. Hear me out, hear me out. What if you had a uh, like a central planning of some sort, mm. right? Like a communal central oh. planning, mm. right? Sounds like right. a load of bureaucracy to me. Yeah, yeah. and and they decided uh, things like uh, like you know wages per job. Like we don't even have to get rid of money entirely. We just have to get rid of capital. Right. Like everyone owns the means of production. And so uh, if if they're, you know, deciding wages, things like that, depending on the type of job that you do, like if you if you're a ditch digger, you get paid really well because it's hard as shit, you know, that kind of thing. Um, If if all these things are considered uh, and the inflation will still occur. Right. But what you would do because you have central planning involved because you have total control of the economy is you would adjust wages to inflation. And inflation will always outpace wages a little bit, at least rhythmically to some degree. But instead uh, of, uh, but you would have a, a mild outpacing rather than what we have right now, where I think it's something like, I don't know, uh, if our wages were to, if like real wages, buying power were to stay consistent with uh, what it was in like, I don't know, 1950, we'd all be making $25 an hour at minimum wage now. Yeah, I, I'm glad like, you brought like, that up because I was going to eventually bring up the, <laughs> the big lie that's being told here. People like talking about big lies lately, so I'm, I'm going to keep uh, repurposing that for other things. Uh, it's the, the big lie, the big lie that pal is giving here is that uh wow wages have increased so fucking much well yeah man uh they should have been increasing for like years and years and years and they didn't and uh, instead we're in this system (laughs) where things only happen in lurches right and so it ends up disrupting the whole economy when suddenly it's like we need a five dollar increase in the minimum wage which is 50 percent of what it was previously oh my god what are we going to do when it said it's like, how about you increase the minimum wage by fifty cents every year? Well, uh, yeah, and, and, and isn't that isn't that uh, kind well, of well. like once you finally get people to understand that the minimum wage does need to be raised, right? Everybody freaks out because they're like, well, we can't just adjust it to what it should be right away. 
And that's basically yeah. what they're saying. It's is, your mistake, bitch. Welcome <laughs> right. to hell. Yeah. Where you, you pay have... for all of your past mistakes. <laughs> yeah. You, you should have been increasing it gradually over time. Uh, but instead, you allowed uh, the greedy class of rich elites to uh, keep wait, wages yeah. depressed uh, for f such a long time now that uh, people are like starving in the streets. And their only recourse is either they kill you or you increase their wages by a substantial amount. Yep. And that's on you, bud. Sorry. Uh, this is this is the the fucking system that you created I, and the system you've been in command of, and now you're fucked by it. Uh, you know, sometimes you eat the bear, sometimes the bear eat you. Uh, <laughs> fucking deal with it. I I am I'm a nerd now, uh, as I always have been. Uh, but I'm a different kind of nerd, and so I was doing some uh, some number crunching uh, around when I worked at Home Depot. Right. Right. I worked at Home Depot for like six, seven years for an immense amount the, of time. Uh, the head of hardware, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's funny because originally they hired me into hardware. I was the paint guy. I was yeah. the cutie little little, little paint guy. Uh, but Also um, the hot dog man. I was also the hot dog man. Every time that I had a chance to take over something that was uh, not the Christmas trees, because that's a nightmare, uh, or my actual job, I would take it. Uh, and so I was often like cooking hot dogs for contractors while they talked to me about how much of a, I'm not going to use the words that they used, Obama was. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so it was bad. And I had to feed them anyway. Uh, but uh, yeah, so taking a step back, uh, the, there, were, there were, every six months you would get a review, right? Like it, 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 many jobs, uh, and then they many would tell jobs. you you were, yeah, many such jobs. <laughs> Sad, um, but uh, and they would always tell you that you're bad at all the things, or at least like you'd be C plus at best at all the things, and they give you one A because it was like that's probably statistically speaking the best way to like say, hey, we're not going to give you a raise, but like you're doing good enough. Don't lose hope. Yeah, right. Uh, and uh, and so. The most I ever made an array, it made it in, it, yeah, made it one of these reviews. Uh, the the biggest raise I ever got, I did the math and it was point, I think it was like point two or point zero two. So it was like 2%, it was a 2% raise. I think that was the highest I ever got uh, at this job. Uh, and that was like a big deal. It was like, you know, fucking 30 cents or something. Uh, and even if you did that every year for everyone, you might have like a chance of at least staying close-ish to inflation. Yeah, close-ish. Like you'd still be off by right? like. Yeah, you'd still be off by anywhere between like five and like seven percent. So still, like people getting be getting poorer and poorer, yep. but the adjustment would still be so it would be so much less painful versus like you know federal minimum wage being. I don't even know where it is right now, but it was like at six fifty for it, forever. Uh, seven dollars and twenty five cents. Still, I think a nightmare to think that anyone could ever make that amount yeah, of money. And can't, can't live off that. It's, 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 it's it's unbelievable but uh but yeah yeah and 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 currently we're at a point where i think inflation is like at 8.5 percent which everyone's panicked about and it's like <laughs> this is 
This is what's going to happen. <laughs> you you didn't raise anyone's wages for forever, and then you gave them money, and then you shut down logistics, uh, supply, all of this stuff, and then you decided selectively to increase wages while buying power increased immensely in really expensive parts of the country, like San Francisco and New York, where people are suddenly like making $400,000 to stay alive. This is going to happen. Yeah. And, and so, you know, a- another good point to make off of all of this is, yeah, uh, the government gave people uh, money because they needed money to survive. Uh, yes. No. And that was a good move. Yeah. That obviously. Was a good move. Like, uh, honestly, yeah. like one of the shittiest things Biden did was a uh, 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 means test. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's so fucking weird and ironic that Donald Trump gave me more money than Biden gave me during the global yeah. pandemic. Um, and, and now like that conversation is completely shut down. You are never going to get anything from the government uh, ever again, probably uh, at, at, at least uh, in, in this lifetime, uh, may, maybe your great grandchildren, uh, you know, when, when pandemics become like just a normal part of life, because we've uh, fucked the environment so much that everything's so hot that uh, all these bacteria just like have the like perfect conditions to grow all year round and never like Yo, die off from the cold or anything. Where's monkey Well, box well m- m- maybe there won't be any water for them to grow in though. You know, good point. That's true. Uh, yeah. Monkey pox. Uh, I heard you bring up um, monkey pox is at the stage where uh some some government i think released a uh, a document on how to have safe sex during monkey pox so uh, get ready I for mean, that one <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if it'll turn into something worse uh but but uh it's it's being taken seriously enough by by government <laughs> entities that uh, they they already have like a draft document of like all right, we know you you're all depressed and you want to bang, but uh you got to stay safe during monkeypox. Um so yeah. that's, uh, that's a good just, indicator. Just to be clear to everyone, um you know, in case anyone here is interested like Mike, mostly, this is for Mike. Uh, I'd rather just never have sex again than have to use it with anti-monkeypox protection. <laughs> Yeah. I mean I mean it's uh, it's very Mormon in that you had to like basically lay a sheet over your partner <laughs> and kind of hold So so I, I actually understand that sentiment. Um <laughs> we we need to get back to uh, by the way, if you guys want to watch a great uh, great show, uh, Under the Banner of Heaven, highly recommend. Uh, it's about, about Mormons and uh it's uh, it's very accurate uh, as as far You know as, what I eat? So two things really quick. Um, you know what I hear is actually the way that you protect yourself from monkey box is you have to cut a hole in a monkey. <laughs> have sex through that. You have, to have, you have to have sex through the monkey. Helps through if you a get monkey. a thinner monkey, uh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, more, more, mean? More, more monkey for the cushion. Yeah, no, 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 that's no, why no. You want to feel it more, yeah. man. Yeah, you can feel the monkey. You yeah. Feel also, the also, like, the thicker the monkey, the the less you're. You guys will get uh, it that, later. That, 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 that sounds I'm... like a you you problem. Yeah. The, the, the less yeah, you're, I mean, you're, when you're, when you're, you have limited partner. real estate, you got to work with yeah. what you got, and uh, you know you need a tighter uh, space. You know the glands of your penis is the important part to stimulate anyway. So like, I don't know. What are you are you saying? Oh, is this about someone else's? 
is someone else coming or i get it now i get it i yeah. get it that ooh, oh embarrassing uh, yeah, actually uh the, um, this article here says that uh the federal well, minimum wage is just seven dollars and 25 cents an hour disgusting repulsive um everyone knows about stoking right about what stoking no maybe stoking this is my favorite oh, thing stoking. the Mormons do. I thought you said stoking. Yeah. yeah. Stoking. Soaking is weird. Yeah. yeah. Soaking rules. So for anyone that doesn't know about soaking, which is the only way to not get monkeypox, actually, if you have sex <laughs> with someone, uh, you can reference this podcast to your doctor after you get monkeypox. Yeah. The Benzo Rehab Dungeon uh, told me yeah. that the longer I spend yeah. inside, the less chance yeah. I have of getting monkeypox. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and so, Robert so, Kelly in the chat real quick says that it was uh, Quebec. Uh, CBC uh, is the one that released the guidelines on please don't look up no no no, don't even look it up I want to explain it I want to explain what stop it you're a bad bad producer (sighs) you can't look up porn anymore John (laughs) that's all that's a good point actually Um, soaking potentially leads to the most awkward threesome you've ever had which is saying a lot Uh, but uh, soaking is where you insert yourself as a man not everyone listening <laughs> as, this is a man as a man as a man uh where the man inserts himself into the woman because lds people only have straight sex um and you stay still and it's not considered fucking yeah because you're not there's no motion for the ocean you know what i'm saying but there's a way to cheat this which is how it becomes a really awkward threesome which is where uh one of your friends for some reason, I always imagine a woman in a trad dress uh, is standing on the bed next to you, and she she kind of jumps in place, yeah, so that it's not you f- thrusting into your little Mormon girlfriend. It's the bed moving and causing you to fuck by the pure <laughs> contingency of the universe. It, uh, uh, it's so... amazing to me how uh, sects sects. I want to make that C and T in there very clear. Yeah, yeah. Sects of Christianity always find some kind of weird loophole uh, to get around. I mean, it's, we just want it's to way more honest than what the Catholics do, which yeah, is they just, just fuck one another in the ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Speaking no, of uh, anal. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, actually, speaking of anal, uh, when I was in high school uh, and uh, uh, I went to public school, but sometimes uh, we would have, uh, I don't know, like uh, fucking cultural exchanges with the fucking religious private school kids. Uh, okay. All they were all fucking like repressed nymphomaniacs obsessed with yeah. having anal sex. You know, the, the Amish. I guess God was okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. The, the the Amish aren't actually allowed to nail one another. They have to peg. Because <laughs> <laughs> never mind, you get it later. Uh, speaking of anal sex, John, if you could go to the next link. Nice. Um. So, uh, <clears throat> again, back to the subject of Biden and basically oh, being Obama. Boy. Obama 2.0. Uh, Bi- Biden. Uh, this headline says Biden vows to give Fed Chair Powell space to fight inflation, uh, which basically means that uh, they're going to defer to uh, Powell's suggestions. One of which is um, 
lowering wages. This article, remarkably, uh, because Reuters has fallen off uh, pretty heavily uh, since, I don't know, probably like four or five years ago, they got real, real libby. Um, uh, doesn't doesn't mention uh, this article doesn't mention that uh, Powell is talking about l- lowering uh, wages. Um, basically, just gives like an overview of like inflation bad, economy not great, etc. Didn't they say that in the the headline, or did I? Uh, am I inventing things in my head? I don't know. Go back up to the headline, John. No, just uh, no. space to fight inflation. Okay, I I think I I I just decided that that space was uh, was a dropping in wages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's when you're when you you know sometimes when you have a psychopath boyfriend and he demands that he needs space in order to get all of his inspections done. Uh, it's oh. just because of the fact that he wants to suppress wages. Yeah, right. Yeah. As a callback to my earlier analogy. Like, uh, like, I'm imagining uh, Biden, Biden as the Joker and Powell as Harley Quinn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's a meme that I should make. Uh, Would it be the other way around? I feel like Powell no, here no, is no, the no, one because because uh, the, the whole like she she was crazier than him and and whatnot and and god yeah. you know god help anyone who dare disrespect his queen because like, oh, like okay i guess Biden yeah. the joker yeah. is like the the muscle of the the thing and he lets harley quinn do whatever I, she wants i saw it the other way around because be, well you see i'm an old school batman fan wow I'm not. I'm not one of you fucking nerds, you know. And so uh, I thought that could what was you, being uh, said. Can you define what you one of you fucking nerds means, real quick? <laughs> don't don't worry about it. I, I don't <laughs> oh, want okay. So you don't actually uh, have a definition for that. Go ahead. <laughs> it's an encyclopedia. It's an encyclopedia type definition, so it takes a long time to say. Uh, uh, yeah, sure, uh, man. But uh, but anyway, so the. Um, uh, what I was thinking is that because Harley Quinn is usually like an abused counterpart to Joker, right? He's the mastermind who's, who's, you know, convincing Harley to do things like get him ketamine or whatever the fuck. <laughs> sure, yeah. I can see, I can see it both ways. Maybe yeah, this is something yeah. I need to no, tumble it, around. It does work both ways. Yeah, yeah, well, Cause I mean, like, like, wasn't she his doctor? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. uh so so like isn't isn't she the statutory rapist? Isn't she the one with the <laughs> also true with the, the heavy uh, accusation you're throwing yeah. around, John? And um I don't think it's very nice that you said that about uh chairman of the Fed Powell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well who probably isn't into kids or anything weird Once, and is totally fine. I mean to be fair, in order to get through skull and bones, you have to fuck Geronimo's <laughs> skull, and you have to piss inside of a child's corpse. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. At least the child look up Geronimo. Look up Geronimo's skull, everyone. No, don't it's look really up Geronimo's cool. skull, man. Look, look it up. Look it up. You got to feel bad. Geronimo is one of my ancestors, and uh, yeah. yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're referring to. And well, I, I you don't it. have to look it up again, Michael. Michael Deebs. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're, you're bringing up a bunch of trauma right now. 
Yeah. You're literally Well, I'm going to do a land acknowledgement at <laughs> the end of the podcast. So Yeah, what what uh what native uh, land are you uh shit posting on right now? <laughs> uh the the land of the Milwaukee. <laughs> Which I can only assume they named for us. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and go yeah. to the uh, the next oh. one, John. Um, so one of the uh, the things that's really inflated in cost is oil. Um, and oil is one of those rare circumstances where uh, it, it's it's uh, it's not necessarily that. Um, there's too many people buying it and not enough supply. It's that there's uh, too many people buying it and there's not enough supply because oil companies are refusing to supply uh, yeah. to meet the demand. Um, and, and this is actually really beneficial to them because they don't have to spend as much in production cost and they're reaping massive profits because they've uh, created this artificial demand, essentially. Um so uh, go ahead and, uh, uh, and this is a, you know, I, I find it uh, useful a lot of times. I think I've said this before. I, I find it useful to look at websites like NASDAQ.com and how they're reporting oh, yeah. on these kind of things, yeah. because these are the money people talking to the money people. And they're like, yeah, so uh, fuck the poor. But anyways, here's this cool yeah. business trick that the oil companies are doing to make a shit ton of money without any overhead. You know, if you kill five people, it could cost you less than killing four. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, John, if you could zoom in just a little bit. Uh, so the article starts out over the last couple of weeks, the standoff has been developing between uh, President Joe Biden and shale oil and gas producers in West Texas as soaring ga gas prices add pressure to cash strapped United States residents already feeling the pressure of inflation. The economic strain is reflecting poorly on the Biden administration, which is scrambling to get someone, anyone, be it OPEC or producers in the Permian Basin, to open up caps and ease uh, supply shortages. So far, however, big oil isn't budging. There is a lot of speculation about the many reasons this may be the case. Pundits have pontificated about the political dimensions of the standoff, noted, noting that the right-leaning fossil fuels industry has little incentive to help out in an, administ an administration that they see. God, you gotta scroll down. Uh, uh, give, give me a second. Oh, I'm sorry. It was very a, a ableist second. of me to, uh, to assume that you could uh, keep up with my reading. <laughs> uh, yeah, some of us are only semi-literate. <laughs> uh, uh, to help out an administration that they see as antithetical and threatening to their livelihoods, this is completely fictional. Uh, Biden has has approved so many fucking oh, oil permits. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's true. But the I'm sure that so many of these fucking people are just like, oh, my God. Biden really wants to fuck me to death with that big old stick. Oh, no, 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 no. And so they are going to be resistant to helping him out. Yeah, the, 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 there's a perception, of course, that Biden yeah. is anti-oil yeah. market. Yeah. Uh, though, anti -oil though he's, industry. like, signed off on more, like, drilling contracts and yeah, permits. Yeah, I mean, and, like, in, yeah. in his, uh, like, first, uh, what was it? It was, like, first quarter or something. He signed off on, like, more I think it was oil. less than that, either. 
Yeah, it was yeah, really quick. More oil drilling permits than like Trump did in his last year or something like that. It was, yeah, it was, it was like ridiculous. Like we we also we also let uh people pull permits to not do anything with it because they're they're making yeah. so much money that they can pull a mining permit basically for whatever resource and then not actually <laughs> mine it. Yeah. yeah. But nobody else can mine the resource there because they have the permit for it. Look, if you have a psychopath boyfriend and he just starts <laughs> oh, making a bunch of girlfriends that he doesn't spend any time with. Yeah, that's very bad. Um, so for his part, President Biden has accused the oil and gas industry of potentially illegal conduct. He'll never do anything about it. Uh, e- even if there was some kind of legal precedent, which I don't think there is. Uh, as oil execs get richer off of soaring oil prices and has called for a federal investigation on the matter. But according to the source, other sources, the real reason that big oil won't raise production is a matter of simple economics. Keeping the supply tight is just too good for the bottom line. And if it's President Biden who will take that heat for high prices at the pumps, that's just a carry, carry on top of a very, very lucrative cake. In fact, according to figures from Deloitte LLP oil explorers in the United States uh, are making more money now than at any other point in the more than decade long history of the nation's shale revolution. And this just may, or this may just be the beginning Bloomberg markets reported uh, this week. Free cash flow, the key metric watched by investors will probably increase by 38% next year, presuming oil prices remain elevated. Um, Another thing to uh, to bring up in this discussion is that uh, when the war in Ukraine started, and we had this uh, this this huge gap in like uh, oil uh, availability, right? Um, and mind you, uh, I, I made a post about this at the time, uh, but America essentially makes as much oil as it needs, but there's nothing. There's no mandate in place that any of these companies have to uh, sell it to the American market. So what they do is they sell it to other markets and they ship it overseas. And then we have to buy it from markets overseas as well. Um, So it's like this really inefficient, horrible nightmare of like, well, I can make more money if I ship it to such and such company or country. And uh, some other country uh, says like OPEC, uh, for instance, uh, which isn't a country, but it's a, a collection of countries in, in the Middle East, more or less. Um, Entity. They 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 uh they sell their oil to us because we had to buy it uh, at a higher cost uh, because we have shipping costs and, and logistics and stuff like that uh, that we also have to pay on top of it. Uh, they make more profit. Our our domestic oil companies make more profit shipping it out. Um, really inefficient. Uh, if if this was maybe a nationalized uh <laughs> nationalized industry uh we could probably be pretty self-sustaining as far as oil yeah. is concerned i mean we've always really loved it when uh, other countries have nationalized their oil yeah right yeah yeah, yeah but... maybe, maybe, maybe we'll invade ourselves <laughs> yeah we should, <laughs> we should. yeah that'd be actually pretty fun civil war, I mean... civil war. <laughs> yeah. um so uh, in the case of uh, oil and gas prices, it's it's really just this this global market economy where we can't tell any of the uh, the domestic producers that they have to sell their oil to the domestic market 
uh, because that would infringe on their right to make a profit. Uh, yeah. They would still make a profit even if they sold it to us, but they wouldn't make as much profit. And and that's really what the concern is, as much You know profit. what would stabilize oil prices better than the Federal Reserve can? Is if we had centralized command of oh, oil prices. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it is what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead yeah. and go to the next link, John. Um, so, uh, this article just kind of builds off of what I was saying before, um, companies are pocketing their fattest profits in more than 70 years, even as they complain about inflation. Um, yeah, uh, that, that headline is important because, uh, more profits than they they've had in 70 years is a pretty long term. Like there's been lots of economic downturns. There's been lots of economic upturns in that period of time. Um, so uh, some bullet points here. Inflation is higher than it's been in 30 years, but corporate profits are soaring the most since 1950. Uh, and, and this isn't just like base dollar amount profits. This is profit margins. So how much they're putting into it and how much they're getting in returns. Uh Companies aren't just raising prices enough to cover costs. They're padding their margins on top. The ability to charge more is making some employers more comfortable with paying higher wages, which is what the Fed is really upset about is, is <laughs> people making those higher wages. Um, go ahead and scroll down just a little bit more, John. I think there's something in the body here that I wanted to... Uh... In the what? In the body of the article. Uh, for the oh last several gosh. months, uh, corporate executives have been loudly lamenting the rising cost of doing business due to supply chain disruptions and labor shortages. Uh, these are real problems, uh, technically. Uh, indeed, inflation at levels not seen since... One of them since... is, at least. Huh? Sorry, I was getting... saying one of them is, at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... Indeed, inflation at levels not seen since the early 1990s has shown itself to be both larger and more persistent than almost anyone is comfortable with. Roughly four out of five companies surveyed by the Richmond Federal Reserve reported uh, hiking up prices for consumers to cover at least some of the input costs they were experiences, experiencing. Uh, but some of those same execs have been a, a little bit more discreet apart from their quarterly earnings calls. Or, yeah. Right. But those same execs have been a bit more discreet apart from their quarterly earning calls about celebrating the record profit margins they've been able to achieve by not only passing costs on to consumers, but by charging even more. Uh, so a lot of this inflation problem is actually just uh, companies arbitrarily deciding that uh, since we have the perception of shortage, uh, we can charge more. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that, that's, the, that's the problem with an economy of this sort. I mean, the, yeah. one of the central problems is that it's psychologically oriented. And so you, you, as long as you're able to charge a price for it, you should. Well, right, which, which, which right. kind of uh, uh, ties into my, my next link, um, which, which uh, I, yeah, go ahead and click on it, John. Um, so, you know, I, I had, I had this hunch in the back of my mind when I was thinking about the economy and how scarcity and like, uh, abundance works, uh, 
And so I decided to like look into some stuff. And uh, this is an article from The Hustle. And it's it's about the the scam of buy one, get one free offers, right? Oh, yeah. I ain't fallen on that a lot. And I know it when it's happening. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> right. go on. No. It sucks. Um, it's bad. So, so, uh, uh, essentially what happens a lot of time and, and I've always kind of like had this hunch in the back of my mind, uh, but this is like a, a very well-researched article that, that shows how it does happen, uh, is that, so first off, whenever you see a buy one, get one free deal, uh, people of course, you know, automatically assume I'm getting a really good deal off of this. Uh, even if the price isn't adjusted yeah. Um, usually what it is, is that the company, uh, has an overabundance of something, right? And they've bought it at like, let's say, let's, let's just throw some numbers on this. Um, the product costs them 20 cents to, to purchase and stock on the shelf. Right. And, yeah. and so what they do is they say, Hey, $1, buy one, get one free, uh, deal. So they're making profit regardless of whether you walk away with two or one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, uh, what also happens a lot of times is uh, in, in a market of abundance is they have lots of things that they need to move through, essentially. They, they've only got limited space to store it, uh, and they just kind of like want to just pass it on to the consumer uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, but what they'll do is if like the, the profit margins are a little bit too close is they'll adjust the cost of the base item so that it costs more yep. than what two of them would be. And yep. uh, then they sell it to you as a buy one get one free deal. Um, this this led yeah. to me uh, uh, seeing one of the funniest uh, little uh, court documents I've ever seen. Which is, uh, if you want to scroll down just a little bit, John, you'll you'll see the court document. Really, really quickly. Um, I'm I'm sure you've probably noticed this. Anyone that uses Amazon, which is everyone, admit it. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, has probably noticed that that at least as of late, they've been doing more and more of this thing where they tell you how much of a discount you're getting on an item, right? And it's so funny to me because so often I'll look at it and it's like, oh, 26% off? Fascinating. Yeah. And that, but then you'll notice like beneath it, it'll say, uh, it costs less from other sellers. Click here. <laughs> Like it's, it's just like, oh, okay. It's just uh, a lie. Like you inflated the price so you could cut it down. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So uh, this class action uh, lawsuit, uh, which was uh, uh, filed against a company, a little company, uh, some of you may have heard of called MyPillow Inc., Never heard of it. Um, are those the guys that do the 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 pillows that are full of pork rinds? Yep. <laughs> they they do the the crunchy peanuts uh, yeah. uh filled pillows. I've um, owned four of my pillows, by the way, so I know I'm yeah. not just bullshitting you people. And, They're and, and you really own bad them because you have such a, a love for Mike Lindell and his project yeah. for freedom. Yeah. It had nothing to do with uh, being unable to uh, be, a, be be an adult and say no to gifts that I found offensive. Right. Uh, right. And instead, it was the fact that I love this beautiful <laughs> coke-addled man. Well, I mean, really, what it comes down to at the end of the day is 
it's your pillow. Mm. It's my it pillow, is, right? It is mine. It um, is mine. Actually, here's the irony. None of them are mine anymore. I don't own any. Zero my pillows. If you burn those, that's that's I mean, like a federal offense of like yeah, no, no, all no, those no, no, no. peanuts, I, you know, like uh, <laughs> the toxins that they release into the air. <laughs> yeah, I just um, I just tactfully left each one. Like I I traveled around and I just left one in one person's house and one in another, so I could share. Like I could spread out the crimes. Yeah. You should yeah, have drawn say, uh, did, anime did you... waifus on them. But go ahead, John. Sorry. Um, I was going to say, did you like give them away like uh, right before the two year mark where they uh, start to decompose and release <laughs> like a like a neurotoxin? It's funny air? that you say that because it happens way earlier. It's like two weeks in. I'm like, so so here's the thing is that I would still make fun of them if they were good products. I would just find like other things to make fun of them about or it'd be even more insane where it's just like. Oh, they're full of bees, right? Or something, but but the my pillow is just such an offensively shitty product. I, like I, it's, you it's, know, you it's you made me so feel, You made me feel one of them once, and it was just lumpy and awful. They're they're full of packing peanuts. They have to be. Like yeah. I don't understand how they can feel the way that they do. And and here's the other thing. I thought it was just my stress, so I I have, I have a nerve issue, right? And it gets exacerbated at times. And I thought that it was all stress. And traditionally speaking, stress is a big part of it. But I'm just going to tell you, I stopped sleeping on my pillows. And uh, it happens, I want to say, 60% less frequently. You think Mike Lindell might have spilled a lot of meth all over those pillows? <laughs> it was coke. It was just coke. Yeah. Uh, no, he's a, I think he's, he's a good meth. boy. He's a good boy. Nah. You think he's on meth? Yeah. He's... <laughs> Maybe, maybe. He's a character. Anyway, he is a character. Uh, this, this funny class action lawsuit. Um, this funny class action lawsuit. Which, which yeah. uh, highlights how this economic scam kind of presents itself. Uh, so, uh, you know, this, this uh, it starts out, uh, the MyPillow Inc. buy one, get one free promotions were false and deceptive because MyPillow Inc. did not provide one pillow free Instead, it inflated the regular price of the pillow being purchased as part of the promotion, resulting in the buyer purchasing two pillows at or near the combined regular price for two pillows. <laughs> and that's why I had four instead of two. Yeah. Um, stated, stated alternatively, the pillow that was being sold as part of the buy one, get one promotion could be purchased for a Substantially lower priced without inclusion of the free pillow. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> Defendant you... attempted to mislead purchasers into buying two pillows instead of one under the guise that one of the two pillows was free when it was not. Um, Something when I was a kid, I used to try to pull this off all the time. And it actually worked occasionally, but it was very rare. Uh, it, it only worked because children are, I don't know if everyone knows this, but children are idiots. Right. Yeah. Okay. Just we, making we sure that sinks in. We all know that. <laughs> but uh, but I forget what cartoon it was. I, I I have to assume it happened in multiple cartoons. I figure it was Bugs Bunny or something. Uh, but he was sitting with someone. And they were splitting up money, uh, and he he said one for you, one for me, two for you, one two for me, three for you, one two three for me, 
four for you, one, two, three, four for me. And I thought that's so fucking funny and clever. And then I realized later on in life, no, that's fucking stupid. No one ever falls for that. And then I realized later in life, everyone yeah. falls Everybody for that. Everybody falls for everyone that Everyone falls. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, not not to set any hard rules on, on how you look at, at what you're purchasing or anything like that, but you have to assume uh, kind of essentially when whenever you're in the market and you're buying something, uh, just like reduce the cost by half and then reduce that half by like another 10%. And that's probably what it actually costs the company to get it and put it on the shelf. And they're upcharging you like that much more uh, to, to buy it from them. I mean, plus, plus the fact that like the only reason that that's possible is because of all the wages that are being stolen from people. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, like if, if, if a company is able to survive, it's only because it's stealing. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's, that's what I, that's what I mean by the cost right. to like, put it on point. the shelf yeah, yeah. is, is yeah. that this includes like the labor involved in getting it to the shelf as well. Which um, is the offensive, like the really offensive part of it. Right? right. Which is that like, if, yeah. And it, we, yeah, I've made my point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so this uh, more or less concludes our our piece on inflation. If you have good any, night, take medicine. No, we're whatever not medicine nearly you can done yet, sir. Go, we got so go much. on a hinge date. Go on, go on a Tinder date. Even go on don't, a fucking Tinder date. God things. damn you. Go go into their medicine cabinet and take all of their medicine. <laughs> One of each. Two of each. <laughs> oh, no, all of it. Um, All of it. Go, go one for you, one for me, one, two for you, one, two for me. And, uh, <laughs> and, and then upcharge them 50% if they want it yeah. back. Uh, yeah, that's how dating works. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, if, if well, anybody you have a psychopath has, boyfriend, if anybody has any last <laughs> thoughts about inflation, please say them now or forever hold your peace. This is, uh, this is marriage to inflation. No, I'm just going to interrupt you later. All right, cool. Um, so uh, we have some funny things to get into uh, be besides like inflation is just kind of like a fucking clown show to begin with. Yeah. Um, so do, is anybody here uh, familiar with Herschel Walker? Oh yeah. Sure. John, do you know who Herschel Walker is? Uh, it sounds super familiar, but I'm bad with he, names. He's a former NFL player uh, who is trying is to uh, become a Senator in Georgia. Um, th this is a guy who, so we're, we're not going to play it, but, uh, if you want to look up Herschel Walker gun control, doesn't matter what side of the aisle you are on gun control. Uh, the statement that he made doesn't make any fucking sense at all. And, and he's talking about preserving the second amendment while explicitly violating the fourth amendment <laughs> you are forgetting something more important about no, 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 no. We're, we're gonna get to the more important thing i think christian walker hmm. yeah, yeah so because his, uh, his if, fail son if, yeah who who's it, a super flamboyant straight guy <laughs> is he straight no he's gay he's gay uh, I, I he's, he's never officially come out as far as no, I know. No, 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 no. He's he's done these things about how much he hates great gay pride month because he doesn't want to to tell everyone his identity. Like oh, he okay. says it without saying it. it's really weird. It's very complex. 
but uh, but no, yeah, Christian Walker. If if you have uh, any relation to bullshit TikTok, or or if any of your like your kids, I guess we can say to our listeners now, or or anything like that, um, then uh, they know who Christian Walker is. None uh, of them God, know who they, Christian Walker sword. is. Yeah. Like, like he's, he's, he's the guy you've, you've probably seen him. He's this, uh, like pretty light skinned, uh, black kid who, who loves going to Starbucks and then like raving about how bad liberals are at putting caramel on things. Right. And, and then bitching about gas prices. Like he's really obnoxious, but yeah, he's actually the famous one. I feel like now, because most people like sports, people like sports, but Oh, Herschel Walker, also a sports icon. Go back up a little bit to, to that uh, italicized portion, because that's what I want to read. Yeah. Um, are, are you done talking about... I'm, I'm not saying this in I a am. shitty way. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done talking about the TikTok boy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so, so, so this is a quote from Herschel Walker on uh, gun control. Uh, and again... Uh, I'm I'm not proclaiming one way or another on on how gun control should be uh, uh managed uh but it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you you you're on here uh this is incoherent. Um so uh here's what he said Thursday morning. Cain killed Abel and that's a problem that we have. What we need to do <laughs> is to look into how we can stop those things. You know, you talked about doing a disinformation. What about getting a de- <laughs> What about getting a department that can look at young men that's looking at women that's looking at their social media what about doing it that looking into things like that and we can stop that that way uh, get rid of that John <laughs> but yet they want to just continue to talk about taking away your constitutional rights and I think that there's more things we need to look into this has been happening for years and the way no, we right. stop it is putting money into the mental health field by putting money into other departments rather than departments that want to take away your rights. <laughs> dude, no, he's right. He's right. You just don't get it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Uh, go <laughs> back to the link that, uh, that I had uh, originally. Jeez. Do you do you think do you think his brain just melted? Do you think it? it okay. Well, hold on. so so Rewind. he's a former Heisman oh, Trophy on. winner, right? Hold on, hold on. All right, go ahead. Is his brain melted because of the concussions, or is his brain melted because of his son? Uh, why not both? Yeah. Okay. Which one? Like fifty-one, forty-nine type thing. Uh, like, so, so which one wins? Concussions, forty-nine. His son. Yeah. So all right. All I'm going to say is that I'm glad I haven't had a kid, and I'm glad that I stopped playing football when I did. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm so only just mildly our, suicidal our and producer not, instead of an R-worded yeah. politician. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, jump the shark on that one. I mean, Mike and I both did some degree of boxing, which is probably why we're both the way that we are in running a podcast it hasn't now. Helped anything? So, yeah, yeah. So, so, I, so, just letting everyone know: keep your kids safe. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, like uh, I've, uh, I'm sure that none of our uh, listeners or uh, viewers uh, uh, pro- will probably have kids. I mean, like they're probably oh, yeah, males, definitely. right? Yeah. yeah but if they ever yeah. did have, I, I know in fact, we know that a few yeah, of them do. I know, yeah. I know personally yeah. a few of them do have children. Yeah. Poor so fools. I've, I've, I've played, I've played football and I've also been in fistfights. 
Yeah. I have never slept for 17 hours with a, with a, uh, a, uh, the most painful migraine headache, uh, uh, that I've ever experienced my life from being in a fist fight without a bunch of body armor. Right. Yeah. But I've never, I've, I've never been hit so hard or felt so much pain in my brain. Right. Well, in the interesting thing about football in general is that football is like this really practiced pointed aggression that kind of mimics in a lot of ways, like ancient battle formations. Right. Um, and so you have this like colossal clash between two forces and like people pushing behind you and like not not only your force applied but the force applied from the opposite side and the force applied from behind you right so yeah no no exactly that like when you when you get punched in the face which so all three of us have been punched in the face many times because we deserve it. It seems (laughs) like it sucks. It sucks. Sometimes it can, you know, make your vision blurry and shit. Like if you get hit really bad, uh, you could get a concussion off of that. If it's a fucking amazing punch, it's possible. Uh, Yeah, it's possible. Like these are things, these are possibilities, but uh, it's never going to fuck you up as bad as someone rushing across a fucking field flying into the fucking air wearing body armor slamming into your face while your buddy holds you up against it right yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's honestly like the description of a jackass stun at that point right? yeah <laughs> like uh, your but, brain but, is mush yeah, yeah we, we need to get back to herschel um, walker who uh who, who's experienced oh, yeah. this many times <laughs> yeah um we so, can tell uh so Herschel Walker is one of those uh, conservative black guys who, who you know, talks about how uh, the real problem in America is all these absentee fathers. Uh, John, yeah. you, you need to stay on the headline. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, oh, go back oh, okay. I mean, uh, that's the that's like a given, though. So when when, when you're talking about any kind of African-American politician on the right, like the first thing they're going to say is absentee fathers. Look at me. Yeah, yeah. I'm successful. Those are the two things you know they're going to say mm-hmm. every single time. Um, of course. Anyway, sorry. Uh, it, it, it turns out that uh, Herschel Walker. Uh, so, so this headline uh, uh, was reads, an absentee father. <laughs> <laughs> this headline reads: uh, Herschel Walker admits to having two more secret children. Uh, the subtext mm-hmm. of it reads: The total number of children for Trump's pick for Senate in Georgia now stands at four. Uh, so, so this guy who's uh, constantly said like the the real problem in America is all these absentee fathers and uh, of course pointed the finger at the black community because he's a race traitor on top of being a class traitor um uh, uh, uh turns out that uh he has four illegitimate children uh which which you know his, his claim uh to to this being okay is that hey look I supported them financially oh, yeah. Does it really matter if I'm around as long as you know they're taken care of like uh, financially? Um, pause. Go ahead. Pause for just a second. I, I, I'm sorry. I have to bring this up at least once every ten episodes. Okay. But but journalist writing is the worst writing in the oh, world, yeah, especially when they follow journalist rules uh, because they're trying to be clear with the grammar that they use. And it makes things so much more confusing for someone that has brain damage like all of us, uh, but especially me, apparently, because I saw this and, 
And I thought that this was some kind of like specialized, like just, just fucking genetic magic or something where it just happened to be that four of Herschel Walker's two children were picked by Trump to, to run for <laughs> Senate in Georgia. And I was like, how the fuck can that be possible? This is amazing. Because because read that sentence. The total number of children for Trump's pick for Senate in Georgia now stands at four. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's journalistically correct writing. It's the correct grammar. And so like, the, if I know the, what it's trying to say beforehand, it's fine. But you know, you know, when when we write poetry, we learn about economy. Shut of, up! Don't you dare! Shut the fuck up! No, I'm sorry, talking sorry. now. When we learn I'm about sorry, poetry, we learn about the economy of words, right? There, there's some some uh, some vagaries that are that are okay to have when you're writing poetry, uh, but uh, like. One thing that is kind of inexcusable now that most of journalism has moved to an online format where you really just kind of have unlimited space uh, is is they still maintain the old newspaper print. Uh, like you have to maintain an economy of words because every letter costs a certain, you know, cent yeah. per printed letter. And uh, the the more concise we make a headline, the more economic it is for us to print this. Uh, there's we don't have that excuse anymore. Uh, it, it's so fucking free to 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 put as many words as you want yeah. in the digital space that uh, we don't have to adhere to those those rules of uh, word yeah. economics anymore. Yeah, and the fundamental grammatical rules are, are just a mess anyway with, with this kind of thing. Whereas, like old timey stuff, like you were saying, due to printing costs and things of the sort, may have said like, excuse me. Oh God! Oh, oh, oh Jesus God! Jesus Christ! On on no, camera and everything. Yeah. God damn it! That's what the that's what it would have said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas nowadays, no. But uh, back in the day, you might have said, um, "Senator fucks six kids to death." <laughs> um, tight, solid, thick. You know. Yeah, uh, but but nowadays you would probably see it uh, written as, as something like um, politician standing for fourth uh, campaign uh, has sexual relations with four children of underage descent right <laughs> yeah yeah i, I mean there, there's a lot of weird like, that things was a really that, horrible that example um <laughs> but but it's crazy i hate it so much just right like a person just right like a person exactly no no that, that's uh i mean i mean that the headline itself is fine herschel walker admits to having two more chill secret children um yeah and, and then really yeah. all they all they had to do in, in the sub headline is just that makes the total number of secret children four. It doesn't. They, yeah. I mean, like I mean, th them trying to like shoehorn the Trump thing. He's a Trump pick, and and we got to make that like look bad. Like, uh, in, I mean, you could make has it like an inkling one way or another about Trump has already made up their mind. You know. Well, yeah, but you're not hurting Trump here. You're trying to hurt him because he's running. Yeah. So that's so you need to bring up Trump. But the, the way that you would do it is you would simply say uh, Trump's pick for Senate now has four uh, like secret babies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but anyways, just generally hilarious. Uh, you know, you know, 
Uh, we, we talk often about how uh, conservatives are and, and all their culture, culture like uh, war items are, are kind of projected at some point, right? Mm. Um, and, and, you know, Herschel Walker's been one of these guys that's like, the real problem in America is all these absentee fathers. And then it turns out that he's got... And, and uh, notably, you talked about Christian Walker, his son, uh, who's, who's uh, this weirdo little TikTok guy. Um, conservative, maybe gay. I don't know. I've never, I've never seen him come out, but maybe he has. Um, yeah, look, look it up, John. Christian well, Walker gay. <laughs> well, look up uh, Christian Walker absentee fathers. Actually, um, Christian Herschel Walker <laughs> absentee. Oh, Oh, what a journey uh so uh that that first uh link is actually fine i think oh, i clicked yeah. on that before um so skip that that's just an ad go down to uh there, there's like a twitter link or something like that or I, I remember looking at this article while i was looking at all this shit um Man, that man's sweating. Yeah, oh my God. He, he do be sweating. There we go. Sweating. Uh, you, you're seeing the top of his head. Just yeah. go down a little bit more. Yeah. Not to oh, keep us a new guy that on man, Instagram or TikTok. That man has genetic brain damage. Look yeah. at that expression. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can go ahead and uh, uh, play this, John. So it's been announced that Nick Cannon. Yeah, you I'll, feel free I'll, to turn it down if you uh, didn't like yeah, that. I'll, I was not mentally prepared for that. Yeah. Please. Just, uh, just turn down a notch or two. There we go. Jesus. And it's having his ninth kid, meaning he has two women pregnant at the same time. Nick Cannon is everything wrong with men in America. Get home and raise your kids! Oh, so he's too busy banging women to take care of his current kids. He's, he can't control his dingling. He's out hooking up with all these women, multiple women pregnant at the same time. What is this? His fifth, sixth baby mama? Get home and raise your kids and take care of the women you're knocking up. Can you control your thing for three seconds? I get it. You want to go bang everyone. Can you just stay home and raise your kids? Oh, my gosh. Control your thing. Uh, Anyway, it's very likely that he's straight. (laughs) Sorry, what? (laughs) It's very likely that he's straight. Um, Yeah. Based on what we've seen. (laughs) Um, Anyways, it turns out his dad has a bunch of uh, uh, (laughs) unclaimed children. Uh, He just like spread all throughout his socks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. We spent enough time on Herschel Walker. We got to move on to a more serious topic. More serious than Herschel Walker and his sweet ass kid. Yeah. Um, why? Why isn't this link load? Why are we just looking at a black screen? I, I, I don't John, know. Is this just the boy? Okay, never mind. We oh, got hell it. yeah! We've gone from black screen to incredibly white boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Julian Assange's extradition to the U.S. was approved by the United uh, Kingdom's government. Uh, Did you forget what you came in? No. Did you forget what you came in? I, I got to be honest. I almost said Ukraine. 
newsman syndrome. I just, I yeah. just saw, I just saw yeah. you and K together, and I, and it, and it took me all I, I had to not say Ukraine. Um, there are still some Ukrainian flags flying out here. Not as many. I think there's like two in the neighborhood. Yeah, that's really died off. It's blowing my brain. Um, not next week because I'll be gone next week, but the week after. There, there's oh, some God. things that we oh. should maybe update ourselves on Ukraine. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, Julian Assange, uh, a guy who he's only facing like 135 years in prison or something. Well, he's only facing like getting Jeffrey Epstein in jail. I think uh, is yeah, really what yeah. we're looking at. Uh, yeah. So uh, Pretty Patel, who is a, a Indian immigrant to the United Kingdom, who became like a super fuck you, I got mine, uh, sort of immigration officer, uh, n- nasty insane human being um has uh has signed an order to extradite uh wikileaks founder julian assange to the united states where he faces espionage charges um the the espionage that uh julian assange did was uh uh chelsea manning uh leaked uh government documents to him uh that uh was it was it it was chelsea manning and uh uh snowden uh, Eric Snowden? Is that his first name? I, fuck. No, I don't feel like that's right, but now I don't remember what it was. It's Snowden. Yeah. The little, little snowy Bronco boy. Snowden. No, I think it's Eric Snowden. Um, anyways. Now I feel like it's wrong. Edward. Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden. Yeah. So close. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's Eric Dor- Dorner. And Edward, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you know what my favorite thing about Dorner is that Snowden doesn't have in common with him is that Black he, skin. yeah, he, no, he died at the right time. Oh, that's true. Yeah, like yeah. like he didn't become some guy that's talking about like, did you know that unplugging the battery on your cell phone is a smart idea if you're a drug dealer? Yeah. Um, so, uh, little uh, disclaimer here. Uh, after the third break, I can't be trusted to remember anybody's first name. Um, <laughs> like I said, after the third drink, I can't be uh, uh, trusted to remember anybody's first name unless I'm on a personal level with them. Edwardson. I mean, you got Edwin Snow Snowdog's name right. Yeah. <laughs> Edwin Snowder, uh, Erwig <laughs> Snow Dad. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so so his biggest crime is uh, these these government documents got leaked to him, which proved that the U.S. is doing war crimes. Whoa, big shocker! Who would have ever guessed? Uh, uh, and and uh, then he published uh, the fact, the fact. That America was doing war crimes, and uh, ever since then uh, he's he's been charged with espionage. Well, is it really espionage to hold America to uh, account uh, of of the the ideals that it professes to believe in? No, of course not. Yes. Oh. 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 oh yeah. <laughs> it's actually espionage when you say, "Hey, I think you did a war crime, and uh, you should look into doing no no war crimes." Um. Does Julian Assange have a checkered past? Of course. Uh, is that what anybody is holding him to? 
Sorry, what? Go ahead. He did that whole poop smearing thing and the driving around on a skateboard. Yeah, and then there's like some sexual assault <laughs> allegations I mean, that are probably like oh. legitimate. But that's not what the U.S. government is charging him for. What the U.S. government yeah. is charging him for is that he did espionage when information was given to well, him. Uh, skating is not a crime. Yeah, skating is not a crime. Uh, uh, information was given to him that uh, is definitive proof that America was doing war crimes in the Middle East. And uh, he published that because that is actually kind of what real journalism is. Uh -oh. um, and, uh -huh. and so we're running into a case of a real journalist did actual real journalism and uh, has now spent the last like 20 years in exile, essentially. Uh, yep. Not 20 years, probably well, more yeah. like 15, but it doesn't matter. Uh, he, he's basically been in exile and uh, now he's uh, being extradited to the U.S. Um, and uh, he's probably going to be killed here. Yeah. We have any other thoughts besides that? Well, I want to know how they're going to get him to write his suicide letter in his own poop on a cell phone on his in his on a cell wall. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my real well, question. Well, the first trick here. is to make sure that none of the cameras in the area are working. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And, um, and inexplicably, so he'll be in a cell where where there's no actual surveillance. Uh. And go ahead, uh, Dorian. So it's been it's been like eleven and a half years, something like that. Uh, but uh, but also, I mean, the really horrible thing about this, independent of what you feel about Assange, which uh, probably should be uh, feeling bad about him, <laughs> feeling bad not, for not him. Guy, like that. But, uh, well, no, 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 no that, that's not what thing. I meant. What what what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that feeling bad about this happening? <laughs> Um, but, uh, is that this is going to have a really bad effect on journalism as a whole, not that there's a lot to save currently, no. uh, but just the fact that if, if someone gets 135 years, uh, and, or kills themselves by proxy through an assassin, uh, or whatever's going to happen to him, um, for listening to sources and publishing what they have to say, that's not going to bode phenomenally well for other people that have controversial sources. Right. And uh, yeah. an another thing we can look at is uh, the essential assassination of uh, Shireen Abu Akla in Israel, right? Um, mm. Or, sorry, yes. I should say in Palestine. Um there you go. And and uh there you, go. you know the the fact is that if you are reporting and you have information that contradicts what Israel says about what they're doing in Palestine or about what they're doing in Gaza or about what they're doing in uh the Janine uh refugee uh camp area uh you can be killed uh and nothing will come of it. Right? And, yeah. and so this this is the same sort of thing where uh, if you have definitive proof that America has done war crimes and you publish the evidence of that, uh, you can now uh, face bogus uh, charges of yeah. uh, of espionage. And uh, yeah, espionage I mean, is a very serious crime that is 
and incredibly punishable by death, right? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's really cool that uh, that Foucault is right about this one. Where uh, he gets a win uh, every now and then. It 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 may have been better to just uh, you know have to dodge the occasional bullet or live execution uh, instead of uh, people trying to put you in jail to. To, to smear the walls and shit all the fucking time because their right. power is hidden behind layers of bureaucracy and pretending violence isn't real. Um, Take my medicine! No, Take yours no, too! Stop. Speaking of smearing the walls and shit, we have a, a link that you provided and we need to talk uh, about. Well, I provided both of these, I think, so I'm just, just gonna say. I mean, I... I, 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 I was, mm-hmm. was going to do the Julian Assange thing no, regardless. So, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's that's true. That's I true. I found out at roughly the same time uh-huh. as you, and by the uh-huh. time I was able to get to the phone to put the mm-hmm. link in, you had already posted it, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I was yeah, about that's, to do that's, that. I what I I'm. It's very good to know now that uh, posting the links in the chat is us taking credit for news stories happening. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, this is the beautiful art of Glenn Beck. And I just wanted to spend some time with it and just yeah. kind of go through some of them. Um, and they're just, they're, they're astounding. I don't know that I have a whole lot of like planned commentary on them, but he has made so many of these paintings. And right. if we could just kind of like click at random uh, and just really enjoy these, that would be great. Oh, yes. Speaking of definitions. So, so is this uh, Char- Charlie Chaplin? Is that who I'm looking at here? That's it's either Charlie Chaplin or Mr. Bean. No, no, it, it's Charlie Chaplin <laughs> with a mustache. Uh, uh, looking at the uh, the text there. Oh, okay. Who could better personify uh, this than beloved comedian Charlie Chaplin? It it it's it's a um. It's a painting that looks as if it's been stained, uh, not with piss. I wouldn't necessarily say with piss, but like with armpit sweat. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, little bit yellow says, inexplicably. Yeah, and it yeah. says laugh slash L-A-F. I think they're trying to do like a E-O or like like do it phonetically. Yeah, and the, it's the pronunciation kind of, weird. of it, right? Uh, and then it, it colon verb yeah the ipa is is yeah it's anyway uh and his proportions are really weird his head's really big he he really kind of does look a little more i know i i know well, it's easy to say that charlie chaplin looks like hitler because of his mustache but he doesn't actually look like well, hitler he's like also he himself doesn't two look like hitler. eyebrows on this side but, of his face uh, but but this yeah. guy looks like hitler right. he looks like hitler kind of just with like fluffy <laughs> john let's, let's go back uh to, to to other uh yeah there's something going on there he's what that's the mr Bean. that's definitely all mr right, Bean. Right. so uh the the description here oh never mind Oh, I, I love you, this bullet. No, no, no. Go, 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 uh, go to any of these pictures. Whatever, whatever. It's John's choice. This okay. Is John's night. Well, let's see here. Mm, 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 uh, oh. Oh, God, no. Not that uh, one. Uh, so this is a uh, uh, depiction of a Native American with a headdress. Oh, they what kind of Native American? Real, real God real or feather? 
<laughs> Feather Native American. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's sold though. This one's sold. Yeah. Can oh, we find one that, oh. it, that that hasn't been sold yet? Oh. Yeah, let, let's uh let's find one that isn't sold. Some that something that they're still trying to sell, you know? Um uh, well, I, th- I think the red dots mean it's been sold. So yeah, that would be oh, okay. a good one. Okay. No, no, no. That, Jesus that is German Jew. I'm curious about. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's... Okay, okay, okay. This one's big, sixty right, inches. So, so uh, this is a uh, uh, Jesus with like I don't know. Is that North Koreans around him? No, China. Okay, all right. Yeah. It's uh, so, so the description reads: We often seek Christ in loving and peaceful places, but on doing mm-hmm. so, we steer clear of the places He is always found. We look away and avoid because we don't want to see. By not well, looking, it's possible we can pretend it isn't happening. We can ignore so no longer, or we can no longer ignore. We must look and ask ourselves: We are, are we are doing everything we can for our brothers and sisters across I, the globe. I can't believe that they kept all of the typos from his chalkboard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He can be found with those tortured in China under Mao's cultural revolution or those suffering today under President Xi Jinping. Are we genuinely looking for him or simply looking to feel better? When we don't speak, we speak. When we don't stand, we stand. Um, what? Yeah, that's, that's so profound. Um, I mean, uh, Xi Jinping's uh, China is is like probably one of the ideal circumstances Glenn Beck could imagine for government power. Um, yeah. Well, but you yeah. know, whatever. It's uh, it's fine. He he's he's anti-communist, which China isn't. So <laughs> there's also there, there's a guy handing him a grenade. I think in the picture too. It's yeah. kind of yeah. amazing. It's it's uh, a really bizarre work. And does it, it definitely doesn't, but does it have a price at the bottom if you scroll down? Uh fifty-four dollars. Oh, $54,000. Oh, 54000 Oh, I thought that was a period. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. If it was $54, I would have bought it right now. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I would have bought it. That's 60 inches tall. I would I would have it b- behind me for every episode for okay, the rest so, of the time. So Carly in the chat put something funny in there uh, based off of the one of the last paintings we looked at, which was the uh, Charlie Chaplin laugh thing. Live, uh, laugh, love. Yeah. L-I-V, L-A-F. L-U-V. <laughs> but it's a picture it's a picture of that Charlie Chaplin thing, Liv Tyler and Courtney Love. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> spells her name. Yeah, I don't know. So funny. And a shotgun. John, go back go back to the uh, gallery and then let's find another yeah. one. Uh the, the, the Force of Nature one, one is so the, funny to me. The Jew one. I really want to look at the Jew one. Well, did you, that you passed over the Jew one so we can look at the last one you want to look at, you fuck. Yeah, yeah, but Jesus is a German Jew. <laughs> The yellow star and purple triangle meant that he was not only a Jew, but someone who religiously objected and would not declare Hitler as the new savior. What? Religiously objected? I have no idea. If the we grammar refuse to look at the worst in, hum- in, in and, humanity, we will and miss this is a painting he made. Right? Is it, or, is it, or is he insinuating that this was a real person? No, no, no. This is a painting he did. No, this is all a metaphor. Yeah. Everything... Everything in Glenn Beck's brain is a metaphor. Yeah. It's the opposite of Deleuze. Why would you explain like, it, though? <laughs> well, well, because he's selling it to 
fucking people with brain damage. He's selling it to people who will pay twenty four thousand five hundred dollars for it. Yeah, he's selling it to Herschel Walker's son. Yeah. All right, go, go back and, and go to the one that uh, Dorian no, wanted to no, look No, no, the at. last sentence. Oh God! Oh, wait, 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 wait. Go, go, back, go back. What's go back. the last sentence? I didn't see it. Uh. The Nazarene fund, which is freed, fed, uh, the blah, 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 from, from the Middle East, as well as continues funding for Operation Underground Railroad. Ah, Jesus. The fact that he's collecting this for a group that will eventually end up funding something called Operation Underground Railroad is so weird to me. Yeah. I don't want to look up what that is because I'm afraid... It's either totally inconsistent with his beliefs and, and and good that the money's going there, or it's some crazy Lincoln project. <laughs> it, it's some crazy Lincoln project. It's definitely thing, that, without, without but, a doubt. Um, All right. If okay. if it's in fact a good thing, sorry guys, uh, but force of nature that yeah. one. La- that last one we'll look at so and we'll sign off. It makes me so happy. Force no, actually, we need to look at so force of nature and then better days. We have to look at better days, but yeah, force of nature. <laughs> Pictured here is iconic director, <sighs> actor, screenwriter, and producer Orson Welles, whose first film was Citizen Kane, widely considered to be one of the greatest films ever made, and which he co-wrote, produced, and directed and starred in. A true man of many talents, Welles also worked in radio, famously creating an unforgettable version of H.G. Wells's War of the Worlds. Adept at a startling range of talents, Wells is quoted, quoted as saying, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Orson Welles. I'm an actor, a writer, and I am a producer, I am a director, I am a magician. I appear on stage and on radio. Why are there so many of me and so few of you? Is that really the quote that we need to remember Orson Welles for? What the fuck? I, I mean, that, that sounds... I mean, it's, it's definitely a thing that he's like yeah. megalomania. But, but so... Orson Welles is is if you if you're a if you're a Glenn Beck fan like I am, uh, you will know that Orson Welles is one of his greatest heroes. That yeah, Glenn course. Beck like thinks he's yeah. Orson Welles fundamentally, uh, in the sense that like Orson Welles comes out. Was that it's aspiration. I don't even know if it like it's aspiration if you want to look at it optimistically, but I think Glenn Beck like really thinks he's like this guy yeah, sure, sure, to yeah. some degree. Uh, but I guess maybe like fake it till you make it type thing. But uh, but like Glenn Beck, I, I'm sure thinks about the whole War of the Worlds thing once every week in order to come when he's having sex with his wife if he has one. I don't know. Uh, because it's just this like a man said a lie and a bunch of people were like wow especially with the way that it was like kind of artifacted over time um but the the main difference uh between the two of these men which i i love is that uh orson wells was enough of a fucking brilliant weirdo then he made citizen kane when he was 25 years old and then got blackballed and ruined his fucking life and became a drunk doing commercials about peas yeah. uh whereas <laughs> which are amazing if if you're one of the rare people that still hasn't seen these look up the orson wells commercials they're the funniest fucking things in the world yeah, they're, they're amazing. Uh, but uh 
Ah, the French champagnes. <laughs> like, <laughs> incredible. Uh, but whereas Glenn Beck was a loser until he became an old guy and then just tried to blow every rich person he saw until he until someone decided that he was cool, which never actually happened anyway. Uh, yeah. So totally opposite people. Um, anyway, but if we can go back to the, 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 the last page, just to look at one more, uh, the, one of the upper left, um, that one. Yeah. Better days. Just the art on this one is just wild to me. Like, it looks like these are, these are sketches auto dicks made. <laughs> Like everyone I, has like face I, cancer. I, I mean, no, no, don't don't do auto dicks like that. Uh, the, these are oblivion yeah, the, AI yeah. generated, uh, oblivion Elder Scrolls oblivion uh, AI right. generated like NPCs. Also, maybe just oblivion generated yeah. in general. Uh, just just hell the void produced these. Sharing warmth and wine as France is liberated from Nazi occupation in 1944. This liberation no, no. was accomplished through diplomacy, politics, and the combined effort of the Allied powers, what? French forces, what? and French resistance. Together, these men are shown finding a real home in the simple courage and act of doing the right thing. A proud yet tender celebration of unity and triumph that transcends a military victory. Above Is that what all, we, we see here the truths of human interaction, kindness, warmth, connection, and the beautiful camaraderie between good men. Go ahead, John. Sorry. Is that is that what... what... I mean, I guess basically that's that's what we call diplomacy these days. But I'm pretty sure we didn't call dropping fucking uh uh fucking a million tons of fucking munitions on a country. Diplomacy. No, that, that was diplomatic <laughs> negotiations. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the the thing I really—that's why Hitler shot himself. We convinced him to. Yeah, exactly. We're like, yeah. hey, bro, do us a solid. <laughs> It'll be great for your economy. Uh, but is the there's a paradox involved in the in this image, uh, which is that so we have the three central figures uh, for the listener. We have one man who seems to be laughing or his jaw is falling off in the, the front right quadrant. We have. Uh, yeah, we have we have one man who is pouring out the wine, the which I feel is like is the best that guy's fingers. Yeah, ironically, yeah. still the best drawn person here. I think. Yeah. Uh, his face or hand or anything like it's, <laughs> at least it's there. Uh, hold on, scroll up. Uh, but uh, he's he's fucking he's passable. I don't give a shit. Like, and then there's the guy on the left who is definitely he was added probably yeah. and he looks like he's melting and it's yeah. frightening and his nose is like falling off his face it's, he 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 just saw the ark of the covenant and his hat looks like one of those like vietnamese rice farmer hats right. yeah. instead of like Which a world war ii helmet anyway the the thing that's really remarkable to me is like is there's a man in the back uh between the two of them who, who looks photoshopped in he poorly. looks photoshopped in yeah. and and yet his presence warps the entire world around him yeah. somehow that's amazing so well it's because so what the i'm only trying one to figure out eyes open what it's because he's the only one in the painting that has his eyes open sort of 
yeah, kind everybody, of, yeah. everybody um, else's but, eyes are closed that's why that's well, why like you're drawn to this is the only character that's actually connecting with uh well, you know, well with what's the, what's yeah. happening for me here is that it's i can't tell if he was drawn first and the people next to him, their faces are fucked up because they were added after and he wanted to still be made visible, or if they were drawn first and his face is so fucked up no, because no, they no, wanted he, to make him visible. He, he was definitely added in later. It's, yeah. But but somehow his his presence still works the faces of the others. Right. It's, yeah, the yeah. dimensions are that weird. It's, it's really, really bad. <laughs> I love it. I love it. How much is this one? Because I'll buy it. I'm not going to buy it. I don't have tens of... $44,000. Oh, $44, <laughs> yeah. Do they do they finance? Like, <laughs> probably. I hope so, for your for your sake. Yeah. Can can I can I use um what what's one of those like weird new financing apps that, that have popped up a bunch recently where it's like, hey, do you want to buy this couch? Just give us ninety dollars for the rest of your life. Hell <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well that's um, my dream. This more or less concludes this episode of the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. Oh thank God. Uh Danko, do you have any pitches you would like to give? Uh, yeah, a few things. So first off, I'm starting a Kickstarter to help fund this uh, this painting. Uh, I want to buy it. So um, yeah, so forty four thousand dollars. I think we can do it. I think I think if everyone uh, gives me a thousand dollars, we can get halfway there. There we go. Uh, so um, yeah. But uh, but otherwise, uh, if you hop on to Instagram or uh, apparently that's an actual uh, magazine, but I, I don't have the details because I'm stupid. Uh, but it is. Sorry, I have to find it now because I forgot to write it down. Uh, but Spectrum Spectrum Store uh spectrum something uh i did an interview for this uh muse or museum for this magazine out of milan called spectrum uh and uh it's uh yeah it's a fun little interview uh one other person was also interviewed by them and they kind of wove the two of them together uh into one interesting thing uh we're talking about kind of memes and philosophy so a lot of the same stuff that you end up saying but it, it focuses a little bit more on uh kind of the uh the stuff that most people would want to ask about this instead of getting bogged down in any weird niche stuff. So if that's your thing, uh, check it out. Uh, I will be posting on my Instagram about that. I think it's spectrum store though, uh, on Instagram otherwise. Um, but, um, yeah, the interviewer was also very fun. I enjoyed him. Yes, it is spectrum store. It's spectrum store. Uh, as well as Spectrum underscore Graffiti Shop, uh, yeah. So check them out again uh, out of out of Milan. Uh, otherwise, uh, Trincata Podcast. We've had some delays due to some people not being able to record, uh, but we're recording our first episode uh, next week. Uh, and again, we'll be talking about as I lay dying, there will be three of us. It's going to be a little bit longer of an episode than the ones in the future will be. So it'll be a fun, special thing, probably about an hour and a half, two hours, a little um, bit of a kickoff sesh, a kick. Exactly. Uh, talking about one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. 
and otherwise, anything else doesn't matter right now. Wonderful. All right. Well, um, as always, the Benzo Rehab Dungeon is and always will be a free broadcast. However, if you would like to support the production of this podcast, uh, please go to patreon.com slash Benzo Rehab Dungeon and uh, donate as little or as much as you would like. Uh, with that being said, as always, we love you. Please take your medicine. Dramatic pause. Jesus. Hey, hey, could uh, could you take mine too? Ooh. <laughs> A little bit more conversational. <laughs> make and make sure to save some for your friends. Oh, what? Yeah. Is that what I said? I don't remember. <laughs> I think that's what I said. <laughs> All right, uh, giving it a second to uh, clear this out, and uh, then I'll, then I'll stop it. I all, all my all my meds are like.